I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. <sighs> podcast. Season 10, episode 37, in an international break. We're back again uh, with uh, Cunningtown Len. Good evening. Where are you? What are you doing? Good evening. I'm in the lounge doing the podcast with you after a lovely sunny day. I think it's the first podcast I... No, it can't be the first per- podcast I've done in daylight. No, because it's nice and dry out. You joined in yeah, June we did. last year. I know I did. I remember that now. It's all coming back to me. Hmm. I won't, uh, I won't break into song. We're recording on a Tuesday because a certain person, I'm not going to mention any na- names, left his phone in a ceiling and therefore he couldn't get our messages yesterday. Uh, back by popular demand. He's a bit of a celebrity podcaster now because he's he's appeared on another podcast this week, which we'll talk about later. It's Shedman. It's Nigel Khan. How are you doing? I'm in my shed. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't team me up. You know, you screw it up, and I. Well, just, well yeah, I've got a problem. I, I've told you with our technical uh, podcast, um, we have to load the jingles every week at the moment. I've talked to Josh at Zencaster, and, and we're, we're trying to sort that out. But yeah, I didn't load that jingle. Welcome, Shedman. Uh, I, I am. I am only thirty minutes through your two-hour podcast with Ian Dale, but but more of that later. Uh, it is International Week. I've got a confession to make. I don't watch England football anymore. I, I can watch it if it's the Euros. I can watch it if it's a World Cup and the actual finals. I just, and, and I know Jesse Lingard played and he got man of the match against San Marino. I just couldn't think of anything worse than watching a game that have never scored a goal against someone. And I know... Declan Apart Rice, from, they scored against us in like seven seconds in you know nineteen eighty nineteen ninety three. Don't follow friendlies. Um, you want a friendly? Know, all right, whatever. I think that was World the, Cup the fastest international goal ever scored as well. Probably their only goal they've scored. Anyway, and and I didn't watch the game against 
well, I don't even know, it was against Albania, I think, uh, when Declan Rice, was that last night, when Declan Rice got m- player of the match. So two hammers. Obviously, I wrote the story about that without watching the match. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Club before country. I find England games as dull as dishwater. Ditch water. Ditch yeah, water. I, that's I, it. I, the the Ditch, Sam Marino right. game didn't 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 appeal to me but I watched the Albania game because I thought it would be much more of a test it was you know Albania they set out <coughs> a lot of people now they set out to frustrate England Harry Kane got a great goal Declan played really well he, he, he played really well and it was an own game for Albania embarking I think um I was about and, to say um, is there anyone left in Albania <laughs> oh, what a statement was empty. I've gone quick and I. Anyway, it's not. I'm not going to discuss uh, any of the England stuff or the international stuff. Yeah, very good, you know. Um, apart from well done, Thomas Suchek, for scoring a, um, a hat trick. But um, again, stop bringing attention to yourself. Potato King, uh, Salad King. Um, so we thought we'd have a, an hour-long podcast tonight. Um, I have got another chore to do this evening, so we are limited to an hour. Um, we have put a question up. But probably are. we won't. Um, we probably haven't been able to um, um, uh, get any questions in yet. So um, we, we did do. Uh, two news stories. One is uh, the London Stadium surveys in, and as you know, myself. Hang on a minute Sorry. before you go like that. Uh, I do it every year. It's an annual thing. Yes, and no, no one's been in the stadium, um, but it's an annual thing, right? So it's a, the fourth. It's trying to see has perceptions changed to the London Stadium, and for me, the big change for me because it's all about perception, yeah, not on reality is being fifth and having a good season, does that have an effect on, on people's views? Um, and I think the answer is yes. Um, I'm just going to, I'm not going to go through the results. I'm just going to say some of it. Um, people who thought that moving to the London Stadium was a good idea. Uh, last year, 2020, uh, um, just 15 said it was a good idea. That increased to 30, um, 34%, a swing of 19%. Say so that again? Sorry, I was drifting pe- away. <laughs> people who, who think it was a good idea to move to the London Stadium five years afterwards increased by 19% from 15% last year to 34% this year. So more Ooh. people, another 20% now, think it, it was a good idea to move. I wonder why they think that now. Because we're no fifth one can in the go. division. No, well, that's that's a fair point. Uh, but I think it's a better point than the one that you just made. <laughs> but 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 we are fifth, and we're challenging. Second question: Whether West Ham feel uh, the London Stadium feels like West Ham's new home? Nineteen uh, percent answered it already does, compared to seven percent last year. So that's another twelve percent swing. So can, perceptions. Yeah are changing the amount who said it would never feel like home reduced from 57 percent last year to just 36 percent this year so again mm. there's a change in perception my club's falling again Why? no well, actually... see, i'm in the, it will never feel like home club yeah i know i know you are and and do you know what and we talked about this 
earlier in the week, Nigel, that is someone in their 20s or 30s opinion more important than someone in their 50s or 60s? The answer is, for a pure business to a club, it's probably the younger one because they've got far more revenue to give them over the years. And the younger people seem to like the stadium. The older people who spent so long at the bowling ground are the ones that will just say, it will never feel like home. I'm not so sure. I get a lot. Of, I see a lot of support for London Stadium for the people in their 60s who oh, do you? are probably a little bit tired of Upton Park. Okay. All right. But That's... nonetheless, I think I'd like to make a point there that actually what um, Nigel's semi-flippant remark about people not being there is actually probably more akin to <laughs> what you just said. Semi-flippant. I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. I think... Um... It makes you more of a home from not being there because you can only imagine going back to London Stadium now after missing football for a year. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to make it. That is a know. really good point, Helen. Um, another one you'll you pull out uh, is uh, those who believe who we will be a regular top four side in the, in the ten, 10 years after the move to the London Stadium has trebled. From three percent to nine percent. Now you're going to say, "Well, that's a small swing," but but it's still nine percent. And you know what? We could. There's a very good chance we could finish top four this year. Whether we will consistently, regularly do it, I don't know. Right. The last question that we're going to cover, because I said we won't go into it too much. This is the most contentious question because it says, "Are the board doing a good job?" So last year, a very, very disgruntled fan base, and it was 11,500 who did the survey last year, 71% said poor. Now, whether this is good or not, that poor rating is down to 42% this year. The percentage of those who say the board are doing an excellent or good job rose from just 5% last year to 15%. So again, a trebling, that's not bad, of of uh, the good and excellent. And the average grew from 24% to 42%. Now, are the ball doing any different job than they did last year? The answer's probably not. But again, I would argue that the results on the pitch are having a direct effect to the rating of the ball. Discuss. How many people took the the um, took the survey this year compared to last year? So eleven and a half thousand last year, three and a half thousand this year. So there, there is it. But there is. Here we go. Did not say that fast. Wool there, tiger. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. Go on. From polling point of view, anything over around about 1,500 is seen as statistically accurate. So once you get over that first 1,500, you don't see a lot of difference between 3,500 and 11,500. And, and uh, don't believe me, that's what statisticians say. That's, that's, you know, once you get over... And I've seen that. I've done loads of polls over the years, as you know. We, we'll have a poll at Karen Hu. Um and and we see that once you get over the first thousand, the results roughly change the same, unless the poll's hijacked by a, a certain group or a, a certain view. Um, 
I agree. Maybe we don't learn, but but perceptions change. And if you if you remember why I I helped start this poll was to over a ten year period look at how perceptions change. And and you know I will have to finish it off ten years. I can't be doing it for the next forty years. But we've now done the first five years. I think Let's you'll be lucky what... to make another ten. I'm not being funny. I think you should knock it on the head now. I, um whether it's because of no fans or whatever, or, or you need to be looking at the the, the questions or the questions it. need to be comparative though. To, yeah, to, but to have perhaps that you thing. need better presented because you can't keep asking the same question. Is yeah, and I have amended we'll be them making slightly. the top four in the next five years. Because... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I should have amended that one. I did amend some of the other questions to be valid, but afterwards I thought actually I should have amended that because. It should be not five years from moving. I should, I, and, and I agree with that. So next year, I will amend that question. I, I will use you as my uh, poll consultant, Nigel, of uh, of, um, of podcast fame. Uh, there's another bit of good news. Um, this is major news, um, and it was it was clubbed on on obviously Claret New last night because um, I know that Nigel's had sleepless nights over this, but Nigel. Long live the Bolin. Graffiti is back. Yes, it is back. It. it has been painted over in Claret and recreated faithfully, well, almost faithfully, uh, in the same spot. Um, so you can sleep tonight, mate. By Nasha. But is it... The, the, the oh, was it done by Nasha? Is, yes, it was. Oh, it was Nasha Did he do it originally? No. No. I don't, no. no. Oh. So what, he did, so what he had to do was, so he had to paint over... <laughs> Obviously, you can't jet wash off the graffiti because you'll jet wash off over the original. So he's had to paint over totally the wall, put a claret background on, then put on the long live the bowl in. Now, is that now like Trigger's Broom? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get what it, I'm saying. No, it's 100%. The, 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 it's, the, it's you, not authentic. No. I'm glad Nash had done it. Yes. So well, I um, didn't know. I didn't know my story. Nasha did it. No, so I didn't, I've met I haven't Nasher. seen it or anything. We've met Nasha, haven't I'm we? Glad you've done um, it. Yes, Nigel, I'll stand we, next we, to you when you met him. Yes. We went down uh, to see we him with. Um, yeah. Uh, the, who's, um, who's the guy? Well, Vic, the, isn't it? Yeah. Don't tell him everyone his name. What? No, it, Vic was the um, was the bloke from Newham Council, wasn't he? Yeah. Who yeah. arranged the. Um, Brooklyn and Bond's artwork on the side of Hurricanes. Then, yeah. uh, then um, Nasha did the Long Live the Bowling with the bike ride thing on the longer wall next to the original Long Live the Bowling. And I think he's now updated the um, Long Live the Bowling. I mean, I don't, it's good that it's there, but the fact that it's not the original for me. I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is, I'm grateful because obviously on my walking tours, which will restart once COVID is over, that that was something that the people that I took like to have their photograph next to. So Dude, I've never seen it. So it was like a natural end to the tour, um, with, along with the statue. So... Um, Obviously, it's a shame it's not the original, but hey ho, you know that's life in Newham, isn't it? Or yeah. that's life anywhere. To be fair, by you the know, way, kids um, will want to tag it. 
uh, Nasher, his name's David, by the way. He doesn't hide it. He, he does say what his name is on his website. Exactly. No, I know that, but, you know. Uh, his name's David Nash, but his, his uh, street name is uh, Nasher. He's actually his Norwich. It's called Dennis, isn't it? And he's, um, he's, he's a Norwich guy. Comes from Norwich. He's not really a West Ham fan, nah. actually. He's not a West Ham. I think he's become more of a West Ham fan, but um, I can't remember if he's a Norwich fan, but um, I did interview him. Um, but like most anyway. things, it's stuck in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm I'm glad it's back. Um, what else? Well, well let's let's talk about your your uh, podcast um, appearance. I'm only thirty minutes in the two hour podcast, so if you don't know, um, if you remember, um, Eamon, is it Eamon? Uh, what was his name that did This Is Your Life? Eamon Holmes. Andrews. Eamon Andrews. Eamon Andrews. Eamon Andrews. This is your least. And that was my best. Uh, <laughs> well, bad for you, actually. Yeah. So, and, and, and this is your life. So, Ian Dale um, interviews um, um, politicians and celebrities and pop stars. He had Bucks Fizz on the other day. Um, and he, and Cheryl he, Baker. Well, Great yeah. The 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 best of the um, and, um, and he tried to take a little bit of a twist, and and he he's told uh, Nigel's life story, and uh, it got published yesterday. Today, um, today, today, today. Um, it's which will be his... yesterday when you're listening. Probably. Yeah, yeah. The podcast is called. Oh, what's it called? Oh, you're crap, aren't you? Oh, I know. Talk. All talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are, Mike. you got right is that Ian and Nigel. Yeah. Right? That's what oh, you are, Sean. You're it, old it, salt. Yeah, if, I tell you what, nothing you, to back it up. If you go on to, uh, I use a podcast app on, on my iPhone, but if you look for Ian Dale, um, it's about 1,500 podcasts he does, but look for All Talk, the latest one, Nigel on for two hours, tearfully telling you about his life story. I don't know. I've only done half an hour so far. I've listened to the rest of it when I go on a little road journey later tonight um but uh, like your ankies with you <laughs> well well funny you should say that because um that's exactly what ian messaged me and did say it's a bit emotional oh. so have i got when does it get emotional can i fast forward or do i have to listen to it um, no no i'm gonna listen to it i'm only joking yeah i don't i, I yeah i don't know um i can't remember the timings of it uh, all the way through, really. Yeah, it was I mean, not meant to be a after soft story. half an hour, uh, when it starts to talk about Nigel, I mean, I'm on my second listen. Oh, I found it that good. Um, okay, all right. It, well, we it, might, we no. might. Um, I have been offered uh, the uh, the recording to put up on the uh, feed after it's done its rounds and earned Mr. Dale a bit of money on in advertising. <laughs> we may give it a second airing. Um, um, on uh, more than just a podcast. There you go. If if you're all right with that, Nigel, of course, because I uh, wouldn't want to do anything against your wishes. Uh, well, it, at the end of the day, it's um, Ian's recording. If he's made you the offer, he's made me the offer. Yeah. Um, you can, yeah. One, you know, people can either go and list it to then or, or wait. It's up to. It's it's yeah. up to it's a bit yeah I don't know because there's 
I, it's hard for you to talk about, isn't it, Nigel? Yeah, it, it is. is. All right. Uh, well, that's that's I don't. I don't want you choking up and getting all emotional. No, I ain't choking podcast. up. It's, no, it's not, but it's difficult. The funny thing about it is, and this is why I found a little bit of a shock. It's about perspective. And the funny thing about it is, I know a lot about Nigel, as obviously do you do, Sean. But hearing it, and I don't know if um, it's Ian's contribution that makes this. It makes you kind of think about yourself. For me personally, thinking that you know someone, but hearing someone talk about them and their situation, um, how it affects other people, and how we felt in that situation, it, I don't know. It just—it's. It, I think it's unmissable listening. If you listen to this podcast, and the thing with podcasts is, it gives you a probably a full sense of thinking that you know people, the familiarity with people, and to hear their story, then I think you're going to find this really interesting, and I highly recommend it. That's all I'll say right now. I've known Nigel uh, for 10 years. Was it 2011 we first met in the bowling ground? Um, So if you don't know the story, I met Nigel at a a SAB meeting. Uh, He was at the bar. Um, no, no, I you, offered... you arranged to interview me. <laughs> See, you're so rubbish. It. That's it. I don't remember. You arranged, we'd never met, but you had arranged to interview me for for the podcast. Oh, was it um, for the podcast? For the podcast. You'd arranged to interview wow, me. Wow, there you go. About, that was the early days. Yeah, about, um, it might have been about Hugh's view. I think I was just yeah, starting with was, Hugh's yeah. view then. So I think you was just you wanted to talk to us about Hugh's view. And it turned out you was on the SAB. Um, yeah. You know, I still remember my first tweet because someone told me that you were going to be talking about um, Hugh's view. And I remember listening. And my first tweet when I tweeted it out was, 45 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Yeah, I, I do remember you saying that. But strangely worth the listen. <laughs> I had a I had a little dictaphone that I used to carry around, didn't I? A little yes. Sony dictaphone. And it's funny, in the old days, out, we haven't you? done this, and maybe we bring it back. We used to do outside broadcasts. And, and if you go back into the archive, there's some really drunken outside broadcast that we, we used to do with a little hang I mean, the funny thing is, I think you used to say the outside broadcasts were quietly warm. I used to find them a bit stale, but I think the reason was is because I'd been at the game You've as well. You've been at the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, it's nothing new. Where I, I can see the popularity of those ones. Yeah, um, for those who don't go, yeah. For those that don't go, because they, yeah. they actually, you, you get you got a flavour of, of the game, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, in regards to Ian's, I don't know. I think he asked me at the right time. I think if he hadn't have asked me, um, if he'd have asked me other times, I'd have turned him down. You know, well, I've learned. I've learned a few things I didn't know about you. You know. Um, yeah. Well, you're going to um, learn more further in the podcast. Well, yeah, I've There's already questions learned. we need to you ask him. You didn't have a bathroom and you shared a kitchen when you were born, so I didn't know that. Well, not um, when I was born, but once my mum and dad had split up, this was my yeah. first memory. I, I lived in, um, for people to know, I lived down by Star Lane School, which was, I lived in Durham Road, number 26, which is now a full house, but we only had the upstairs. So it was rented by a landlord, Scratton's landlord who owned like Arthur Canning Town, I think, by the sounds of it. Um, so that was as a little kid, we, we lived there. And then he, my mum managed to get moved 
into a better place. We lived in the flat, but it was you had your own front door street level. Um, and then obviously you, you, your next door neighbours lived downstairs, and we lived upstairs. When um, you say no bathroom, you don't mean no non uh, suite, do you? You mean no bathroom? No bathroom. Don't take the yeah. piss, Sean. Yeah, um, I, I'm not very far. I know the thing. Uh, and the, the, the thing. So how did you shower? How did you did you smell? I'm sure you did. You, did, <laughs> you know, we washed <laughs> in the sink. You know, or. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, we had a tin bath. People used to have a tin bath still back then, and they would boil, boil the water, and, and, and they say you did it on a Sunday night. You'd sit down and get in the tin bath, and then, or, or you'd have a stand-up wash in the sink. I was only a little kid, you know. Well, but You had a sink, though, but you had no kitchen. So when you wanted to no, 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 wash no. your teeth, where did you? Yeah, well, so, no, we had a sink. That's all we had, in, oh, had in, when we lived in Durham Road. That's all we had. We had a sink upstairs. Okay. Um, right. More anyway. So, listen, listen to Ian Dale's uh, podcast. All the all talk or whatever, um, and listen to <laughs> and Nigel's life story. I'm going to look forward to it. Uh, uh, hearing much more about it um, later tonight. Is there anything else? It's been a slow news week. I don't want to bore you. Uh, should we go to, straight to questions? What about season tickets? Let's talk about this. Um, and there's a, there's a few stories to this. So I got caught out. Actually, we all got caught out. There's a, there's a email that came out today and I'm, I'm just going to get it in front of me. By the We're way, well, I've got, I've got, a, <laughs> I've got a story for you. Uh, Copa 90 want to do a film about West Ham pubs. So a little project for you and me, Nigel. Um, oh, afterwards, I'm talking to the producer tomorrow, but uh, I'm sure you'll want to get involved. Um, right, here we go. So I got an email today, as I'm sure you all did, the season ticket holders. You're all set up and ready for your season ticket renewal. Now, as you know, Clarence Hugh, it's all about headlining. Don't leave the bloody email. Just read the headline. You're all set up and ready for your season ticket renew. What what would you what did you do when you read that, Nigel? <laughs> I tried to I clicked on the link yeah. and then it sort of took me and then I thought I weren't working. So I went straight to normally so I know I can straight into e ticketing and it wouldn't it wouldn't load. So I could get onto the main website and it would say log in to renew. Right. And this is what it said at the yeah. top. So I clicked on that and it just wouldn't load. So then I went I'm thinking is I've now tried this all morning, all morning. Got nothing. So, See in the end. So then, let's just read the next bit of the email. It looks yeah, like on. you're all you're all set up and ready. Yeah, you're all set. Next bit yeah. in bold, dear Sean. <laughs> everyone at West Ham, continue to blah, blah 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 pandemic. We announced last month. Blah 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 blah. We'd like to remind you ahead of ticket. Oh. We'd like to remind you ahead of the ticket season ticket renewals window opening soon. Oh, well, that's about Who three quarters. No, Who exactly. That? that that is three quarters down the page, right? <laughs> and then and then there's another great big banner. Good news, your account is ready. <laughs> hey, your Western you account is linked and ready for new is set for renewing for next season. So and and, and so you're right. Um you wouldn't know. Do you want to know a secret? It may not be as big a secret as you think it is. What? When when the season ticket window is opening? Yeah. Go on then, tell me, and I'll tell you if it's right. April the 6th. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know. You told me. Oh, did I? How did I tell you that? <laughs> when did I tell you that? Earlier oh, today. But oh, I've, yeah, I've already, yeah. I've already put it on, on Facebook. Oh, Nigel. I don't think that's supposed to be out. The, <laughs> a, the ISC will be furious at you. Because the ticketing subgroup. The ticketing subgroup don't want it out. It's going to be oh. mayhem now. They're going to they're gonna find out, aren't they? What, in the six? Yeah. Oh, why we're going to find out. Why didn't West Ham, in the email, put the heading renewal 6th of it's April? Not, it's not confirmed. It's not, well, it is confirmed, but it's not confirmed. It is confirmed. It's not confirmed. It is. Mate, all this thing is a joke. <laughs> and, and I told West Ham, I sent you the message I told them, you know, like a few other people I've spoken to got caught out exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who April reads the joke. emails? Right, no okay, one. so here we go. Hilarious bit number two. So Nigel sends me his club cash, right? And he says, great, I'll cash yeah. out now. I'll cash out now. And he says, he says, he's got, remember, Nigel's in band uh, five. five. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying this. I won't say your client reference. No. £703.84. <laughs> so I think, oh, I'm going to look at mine. So I look at mine, right? I'm in band three. So I pay about 600 and something quid for my season ticket. I've got 885 quid and 43p. And we're thinking, quid's in, quid's in. Let's go spending it on the um, on the club shop. <laughs> on the Declan Rice mini stars. West, yeah. West Ham have done their usual and um, cocked up. <laughs> oh. And then and then I sort of talked to someone at the club and they went, uh, is that your kids' um, uh, um, ca- club cash as well? And I went, Oh, I don't know. So I logged into my my sons, and it, there was nothing there. So they put it all on mine. And he said, "Well, that's the reason." He said, um, "You know, any under 18s uh, it all gets put on the parent." I said, "Well, that, no, no, that that didn't used to work, that right? I right. used to renew it, anything." And I said, "If that's right," and and I used use an example. Sorry, I mm. said, "I said Nigel's got his son-in-laws." I said, "He's certainly not under 18. No, I said, he's, he's, he's in his twenties, isn't he?" Yes. Um, so they went, oh, that's strange. And we had this last time. And here's here's the problem, right? And it's a boring problem. But now all the club cash is in your name and my name, right? Guess what happens? Go on. Do you think you can renew the two season tickets with your club cash? Well. Online, I, online. I tell you what. I, I, <coughs> and the answer is well. probably not. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's a good point because obviously I've got year. a separate login. Yeah, I've got yeah, a yeah, separate yeah. login yeah. for my yeah. other season ticket or Charlie's season ticket, which I which I pay for. Um, so that's a good point. It is. I I have, I... Well, I had this last year and I had to ring up the ticket office sort it out. Well, I obviously ring up Nicola Key and say sort it out, and she sorts it out. But but you know you're going to have to ring up the ticket office. Um. Yeah to get your renewal because you only can renew your rest and then you've got the club cash and then you go well how do i um, i haven't got the account for charlie so charlie's got no club cash that's stupid i know it's stupid because you would think i know i know but charlie's got his own login and whatever but obviously i paid for it with my card yeah so why would they the, the, not put oh, it into they, charlie's account because they've cocked up <laughs> there's another story and I missed it completely. But someone, a, 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 a more than just a podcast listener, sent this to me. 
And I can't believe I missed it. But on the 9th of March, I got a strange message on the website. It was the day of the release of the financial accounts, which is why I remember it. And I wrote to someone at West Ham and I said, I'm getting this, uh, your website's down. I'm getting a very strange message saying, install Drupia or something like that, Drupal. Um, your website's down. He said, not down for me. And then he said, I'll look at it. Anyway, unknown to me, same day, a number of IT organisations, Forbes to begin with, but then some IT technical, reported a supporter leak of the website. That Supporter details have been leaked. I missed it completely. I don't know why. Anyway, here's a funny thing. The government website that's part of GCHQ, so there's a, something called the Cyber um, uh, National Cyber Security Centre, right? They look after security. They've had a, an article, and you can search for this, saying Premiership, uh, Premier League Club leaks supporters' details and, and said about it. So I, wrote, I, I only found out about this when, when uh, a, a listener wrote to me, uh, two days ago. So I spoke to the club and they went, oh, it's old news. And I went, well, it's not to me and it's not to a lot of people who haven't heard it. Um, so they told me this. It was a very, very small number of fans. Uh, and in true old news, it happened weeks ago. Uh, this was a unique and isolated error, <laughs> which was resolved within minutes of it coming to our attention at the start of the month. It was triggered due to a third-party service provider making technical alterations to the website. A thorough review of this issue has been conducted with the third party and further security measures have now been implemented to ensure the server, the issues experienced by a very, very small number of users in the single digits are not repeated. The club <laughs> has directly communicated with all those effectives. End of, end of, end of message. Uh, that tickle you did that tickle you yeah the funny thing about it is just i think the worst phrase you could use in this situation is third party and i used it twice (laughs) (laughs) obviously that was an official statement but it is what i was told when i was um anyway uh and if you not think i mean is it do you not think that the club should have been more open about it when it happened yeah yeah I mean, if I missed it, and you know I read West Ham News all the time, if I missed it, how many other people missed it? Yeah. They tried to sweep it under the carpet, let's be honest, because it came out the same day that the uh, finances did. So I was, of course, busy reading finances and analysing them. And on that, that's my last thing. Nigel and myself are doing a West Ham Finances Revisited, Irons United. Well, you are. I'll just sit there and go. Live stream. Um, money, on, on the on the first of April, on a this Thursday, on the Irons United um, uh, YouTube channel, uh, I've done a, a fourteen slide PowerPoint as we did last time. We're gonna have some fun, aren't we? The yeah. first of April, what could possibly go wrong? I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, tune in. Uh, to Stell, Anton, Nigel, and myself on on Thursday night. I don't know what time it is, etc. Uh, but knowing those lot, we'll be signed United. It'll be eight o'clock start, and we'll probably come on there about twenty past eight. Yeah, yeah. Time yeah. Stell's finished decorating the living room, blah, fed blah, the cat. He's done it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and done his blah, ten blah. minute warm up. 
Yeah. Well, I heard. I, I, I don't see it. I watch it very often. But haven't they gone from mess, uh, still Sunday night to a daily like update now as well? well yeah. No, I think Sunday night is still Sunday still night, even that. though they're but moving it to night. Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not moving it permanently, but I don't okay. know. And now they're doing a half-hour news show at one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, which has been two and Claret and Hugh half hour. They get their news from other sources. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I can tell you what, they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. Yeah. We, if we got credited for every time we had stories. Look, we work, you, you might not like us, right, and what we do, Hugh and myself, you know along with Dave, worked really hard to find our stories. Hold up, right? I think the the problem for me, and the thing is, if you sorted out the advertising crap, I'd read it every day. But we're right? going to have and that. This, we're launching an no, no, entry You are going to have that, because what you're saying is, I've got to pay for it. Well, actually, if you didn't have, because you, you click on your phone, you get a pop-up that you can't get rid of. You just go, ah, oh, use just whatever. You don't need to have pop-ups. You could have just add your advertising on the side, you know, took a bit of coin for it, and then that was it, because that's how a lot of other websites Well, we work. let our ad partner look after that, uh, Nigel. Well, but, you know, well, snack media, you know, and, and are, just are doing s- more than snacking. That's for uh, sure. L- let me tell you, uh, and uh, but one of my sources, just to let you know, uh, Nigel gives it all the grief on this podcast, but actually he's he's a bit of a news hound himself, and 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 he does give me the odd story. Um, if you know, I'll chuck the dog a bone now and again. You do chuck me a bone, so you gave me the uh, Julian Dick story this he's week, like, didn't you? Hot yeah. off the press, as soon and within as twenty Swift. minutes, twenty minutes of you doing that, I've written it into one hundred and fifty yeah. words and turned it into a story. A Bridge Swifts put out a notice news conference, one hour, big news. And I'm thinking, I, I, I did what you, you know, you, what you yeah. should do, Sean. You think, Ingrid Swifts, they used to be managed by Julian Dix, who's now looking for a job, who would, who, who had said in an interview, would love to go back into non-league, who lives very near Ingrid Swifts, and actually took them from near enough, I think they were third or fourth bottom, from near enough relegation trouble, to win in the playoffs in the in the Ryman whatever league they were in. And um they failed to get promotion. I think due to, there's there's a weird um way they do promotion in I think it's step seven. So there's like three leagues that feed into the league above, but obviously they can only take a set amount of teams and basically Abridge Swifts were the lowest ranked team to win the playoffs have so failed to get promoted. Um, so they won the playoffs, but because they were the lowest ranked team out of the three or four leagues that were in, that getting trying to get promoted in the same league, they didn't go up. But then he left to go to West Brom, so they've got him back. And if he's uh, if he's successful as he was um, with Abridge last time, uh, watch out for them. Could be fun. Yeah, I, we I'll, wish Dicks all the best when they play Averley. I'll make sure I'm over there. Yeah. I don't know if you know about the West Ham women, um, but the West Ham women are still in relegation zone. I think they've got about five games left. They only need a point uh, to climb out of it. But I don't know if you know, but Sky and BT have signed the first major, biggest women's broadcasting deal in the world. £8 million a year from the BBC and Sky to broadcast women's 
women's Super League games live, that will give each club around half a million pound each. Now, that doesn't sound a lot, but that that would run the whole of West Ham. Um, It does sound a lot. Um, and you know, there's some non-league clubs that would love funding like that. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's a great deal. But at the moment, the way it's looking, a a a league that we bought our way into, uh, we look like we could get relegated and not get the big payday. I mean, as much as they they deny it, there's, there's obviously they're obviously looking to cut money. They, they've they've loaned out, you know, for whatever reason, their best players. They've allowed them to go yeah, on and know loan that. I'm, to I'm bigger told, clubs, to better clubs. You know, yeah, I'm told that they still. He's just a trend. I've been told. Look, I know, I know someone on the West Ham uh, women board. Right, I'm, I'm not going to name him, but he's, he's a good friend of mine, and he's a big fan of the West Ham women. And he tells me, look, Jack is still absolutely committed to the West Ham women. Uh, so of the club. And they want to, they think they're going to turn it around. It's been a transition year for Ollie, whatever his name is. And that's why he moves. Well, he hasn't been there. He, got, he's, he only took over halfway, and it? Matt Beard, who well, funny enough, Matt left Beard to join Bristol really City. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> bought, he's turned Bristol City around, uh, and now they're out of the relegation zone. So, um, but I, I think the thing where the club for me, West Ham, go wrong with the women, I know I snip, but whatever, is. They they should be open with the fan base as what type of women's football club do the West Ham fans want? And when I say that, I mean like the bigger fan base. They should be going out and using the independent supporters clubs to say, do you want us to fund the women's game as best as we, we can because it's a community thing and, and yeah. do it that? Or is it? You know, do you purely have no interest, not bothered if we have a West Ham ladies football team, club and whatever? Because you might find that a lot of supporters would say, no, we'd like, you know, we are happy to see, you know, £2 million. Because at the end of the day, let's get this right, West Ham United... Well, half a million pound. Um, well, no, no, no. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you look at West Ham United Football Club, they get the money from the Premier League and, and the money that draws in. The women's team don't pay for itself. So yeah. the money comes out well, it of... it could do. I, I want to say... It could well, it pay for itself. Well, Even it could, half a million. Because when it's... Really? No, hang on. When it gets half a million pound a year, each club will get half a million pound a year. There will obviously be some prize money. But being on TV, on on BBC Primetime and Sky all the time will bring in more sponsors. It's a it's it's a cycle. Really? Of, yeah, it will. Do you know who the sponsors are, Sean? Well, I do know who some of the sponsors are at the moment, but I'm saying it will bring bigger, bigger sponsors. Is it clear on? Oh, no, don't be like that. What are the sponsors, Sean? Well, I know that one of the sponsors was uh, uh, the obviously... Um, um, oh, Nigel, don't say that. The, <laughs> the sponsor... <laughs> you've got to laugh, isn't it? You couldn't even do that. It's the women who use washing powder. A many um, creative meeting, I've been told. This. That I'm trying to think of... Washing are available. I'm trying to think of... Who's the... Who's the agent? Um, Mittal? No, the agent. Na- narrow it down. Uh, Sullivan uses all the time. I forget oh, his name. Agent. I've had a blink. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said Asian. Um, <laughs> um, what, Barry Silkman? No, that's... No, that's... he means... Um... Oh, oh, what's the name I of the company? I'm thinking of names. 
What was Salthouse? Uh, Salthouse, so yeah. yeah. Salthouse's company. Oh right. Was the original sponsor of West Ham Women. Oh, fucking Did hell. you not know that? <laughs> no, I don't think I wanted to know. Um, but oh, I think the sponsors changed. I think he still is a sponsor. But you, you were making a bit of a joke um, on who. No, I want to know. No, I want to know who's sponsoring them. You know, I'm interested in stuff like this. Like I try to find a little link. What brands, Sean? Come on, I'm a brand Vision man, Consulting. Really. All right, so here we got Vision Consulting. Now, come on, them. they ain't. They can't give half a million pounds to every women's team. I've never heard of them. Yeah, well, who are it, giving half a million? Yeah, who's sponsoring the big league, the competition? Who's funding yeah. Sky and BBC? Are, are, oh are no, no, funding? no, no. It's it's not being. I don't. I don't know that detail. Who's sponsoring? Oh, okay. That's oh. what I wanted to know. No, no. Don't sorry, I, I, I thought you meant who's sponsoring West Ham. Oh, no, no, I don't care about that. Um, I'm sure our friend David Baker will tell us who Vision Consulting... Maybe Vision Vision Consulting is. I I don't want to know about the club's dodgy deals. Uh, One Pro Nutrition is another sponsor of of the West Ham Yeah. Any energy drinks, or are we going to avoid the subject? What's wrong with that? Here today, gone tomorrow. Move on. Who's gone? Oh, go on, tell us, tell us. No, he's sort of about no. the energy drinks. You know, we've done this before about how they, they create a brand without actually having an energy drink. Has anyone oh, ever right drunk on. a can of rich energy? Fake brands. Or whatever. Because I've never seen it. And the geese try to buy Sunderland, laughably. Um, but, I mean, the one thing I'd want to know from listeners is, and I'd like, I generally want to know from listeners, is, is do you think we should run a women's football team to the best of our abilities, or should it just be used as a community thing? I'd like to ask the listeners a question too. Go on. Do you support a women's football team that isn't the same as your men's football team? It doesn't seem to feel bad to me if you did that. I wonder, you know, if you wanted to support another women's team that wasn't West Ham, See, is that wrong? A lot of people support West Ham women's football team because it's West Ham. So, yeah. Yeah, and 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 for me, I've always argued against that because it, they haven't really played in West Ham. No. And, and so my, why wouldn't you support Rush Green if they had the women's well, team or whatever? That, that's that's the thing, isn't it? You know, th- there's enough grounds that actually West Ham women could play in in Newham. Yeah. They, they mm. could go and play. I mean, to get them ready for playing Olympic Stadium on a smaller scale, they could do it at Terence McMillan Stadium. Got a nice running track around that. Or what I've never understood is you got that community pitch on the back. West Ham women could play there, and they could kick off at twelve o'clock or 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 whatever. Exactly. And get the fans there in advance. And there's room there to build better stands, better seating, and everything else. It wouldn't cost a lot of money. You could no. you could have you know you could get four or five thousand, probably or three four thousand going there before a game. More people standing up on the walkway watching it for free, mm. you know. But at least it would it would sort of draw it into the club, yeah. Rather than now. They're pushed out for me. Right. I'm, I'm, you've mm. asked me this. I'm going to talk. Um, the official skincare partner is 
So skin health, okay? And then you've got Niche Solutions, GB, who's their sleeve partner. Technology partner is Vanquish Tech. Uh, Bartercard is, is also a partner. Vision Consulting is a partner. Ice Cleaning, the industrial cleaning experts, are a partner. Rainer Hughes are a partner. Uh, Kinetica are another partner. Uh, Ezra. What did I do? Ezra Coaching, uh, powered by LHH, are a partner. Um, Start Pack, Superior Technology, Superior Support, are a partner. Global Reach are a partner. Hawk and Curtis, Hawes and Curtis are a partner. Pro Hydrate iPro is a partner. Guideline Coaches are a partner. And last but not least, oh, no, there's two more. Spire London East Hospital are a partner. David Lloyd Clubs are a partner. Enterprise for Good Group are a partner. Unique Sports Management are a partner, who is the uh, the Salt House connector. So there. These are West Ham. They're, that's just a West Ham. No, that's that, that's West Ham women. That, those are the partners yeah, of West Ham not, women. Not the, the not the West. The, not the women's league Super League. Yeah. No, they're they're the uh, West Ham women partners. They've each put in a five. No, they've probably put more in a five. But yeah, look, there are some sponsors. Um, good luck to them. Anyway, anyhow, I can't believe we spoke 45 minutes, 48 minutes without, um, it's time for this. Oh, shit. You know what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I did it last year. It's the, the button, right? I'm, I'm going to have a go at this. The button, <laughs> right, to play it is really close to the delete button. And I keep on deleting it. The only good thing is <laughs> it's not funny. It really isn't funny. <laughs> No, that's too quiet. Right, here are. Take two. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Muttley. You're Muttley. Can you do Muttley? Can you do Muttley? I can't remember how he laughed. I remember how Scooby-Doo laughed. Yeah, I can't. No, I can't get that pitch. I can do a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Uh, it's Facebook Twitter question time, uh, where um, we put in up a late um, uh, question. But I bet in the last forty-eight minutes, we've 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 probably uh, had quite a lot. One, we? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about twelve or fourteen. Okay, All right. so not too bad. Bad. So not bad. Not bad. Uh, so the question for tonight was recording now, and once Sean shut up about his OS survey, it's your questions. Anything <laughs> you want to say, all yours. Uh, since you have shut up about your OS survey, Sean. Uh, first up, it's hello, Metibibs. It's a stellar sir, Kiriaku. It's a Sunday nighty still. It's a moving to a Monday nighty now. Well, this week, uh, he's not going to do a Monday night this week. We're playing on Monday, aren't we? Well, my... I don't know, are we? Are we playing we on Monday? We are playing Monday. Um, so he's going to do it on Tuesday. Yeah, because it's... it's uh, or go back yeah. to Sunday. Yeah. Even though yeah, I did tune playing. in this Sunday night for Sunday Night Still, just to find it, it was them telling us about their new bloody show, which, frankly, they could have done in five minutes and then got on with Sunday Night Still. Stelios, if you're listening. Ha! <laughs> 
do you feel a little jaded with those fans who want to continuously find fault in how the club is being run? Will fans ever be united again? Or is this how it's going to be for a long time to come? That's a good question, that. That's one of Stell's better questions, that. Yeah. I mean... Well, he's you been decorating that day, so perhaps he had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. What if he used a roller or a brush? Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's Muttley, by the way. I, I, I can't I, do that, Muttley. I, I, I downloaded it. I'm sorry. I downloaded Look, look. A bit. It's almost like he sounds asthmatic anyway. Sorry. Uh, Stell's question. Yes. Well, you are jaded with those fans who find... Yeah. I I must admit, I am. I am. Yeah. I am. That's a full house. It's continued. There's a group out there who do find fault in everything. And it does jade me. I think Ian said to me, I think he, he, he asked if I was mellowing. And um, I think prob- a lot of people probably think I am mellowing. Yeah, yeah, I've heard but that part. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure it's mellowing. No, he's not. I just people are overtaking you. Yeah, you know, I just think I, I think I, the other people's anger has just surpassed mine. Me, I sort of come yeah, to but terms. Do you know with what? It. You hit the yeah. nail on the head, right? Because uh, we know you love to go to the London Stadium. You know, whether it be baseball, or <laughs> concerts, or whatever, rugby, athletics, whatever. I've seen rugby. Everything there. <laughs> so. You you hit the nail on the head when if you had been successful, people would be going. I can't believe Nigel, you stopped us moving to the yes. London Stadium. I look at what that. Spurs have done, and look at yeah. what everyone else has done that moved there. And and we are we've just been relegated, yeah. and we've got Avram Grant as our manager in this shithole of a bowling ground. Well, I'm not sure that, but I I do actually believe that that people. In the, if we'd have had the last couple of seasons we'd had at Upton Park, they would have been looking at the the the, 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 the you know the lack of um, ambition shown by the board in not going for the Olympic Stadium, you know, because they hadn't experienced what the Olympic Stadium actually really was like. They would have still had this fairyland in their head. So actually, they would have been complaining about not moving. The same people, I'm adamant. The same people complaining about the move that that were that were up for the move before, and now complaining will probably, if we had the move, been complaining that we didn't move because it showed a lack yeah, of ambition by so. the club. Yeah, yeah. I do believe you can't win. No, it's just I think the club just you know have to ignore them. I mean, you're, I, I make what you I said right, in a fun because... conversation with you, Sean. I'll say it here so people know. Me, Sean, I spoke to Sean about the OS thing, and there's a bit of me that thinks, is it right? A lot of us, the negative, seem to be over 40, over yeah. 50, maybe. Now, is it right that we constantly complain? When possibly the, the the people that got to put up with the Olympic Stadium for a long time are the youngsters coming up, and you know 
the twenty-year-olds and whatever. I don't know. There's a bit of me. Perhaps I am mellowing. Then it, it, it is. Know? It's a bit. And you didn't mention it, and you you had an opportunity to mention it without mentioning me. Yeah. But when you did your um, measurement in those plans, what what yeah. did you do with that? What do you mean? Information. What did I do? Well, I did. I did um, use it um, in articles I wrote and, in and, and, Overland. But you also and gave it to me. And what did yes. I do with it? I published it on West Ham till I die. In fact, it was one yes, of the first articles. True, yeah. West Ham till I die. The seats, and we published. Um, actually, Ali did these diagrams. Published the yes. diagrams of how the seats wouldn't would would not cover the running track. Uh, and we did that on Clarence and Hugh. Yeah, and, and, well, and, and didn't believe me. Yeah, for months and months and months, <laughs> Nigel and Ali fed me information. I mean, it was great for me, which I ran on on West Ham till I die and Clarence and Hugh, and again and again. Uh, and no one paid attention. So while I was on the SAB, etc., I was also gladly publishing everything that Nigel and Ali had given me that they'd researched, and yeah. and, and no one paid attention to it, did they? No. No, and then, and then when oh we didn't know that, and uh, well, we've been writing it for people for, thought, for months, months. Yeah, people thought we were making it up, and I, I and luckily I took photographs, and the woman's face when she walked in to because they brought a big book out. So quickly the story was is that um, Ali done an FOI Freedom of Information on the architectural drawings on the drawings of the stadium because it was a public stadium. We we're entitled to look at it, and they said, well, no, you can't have them. And they said, but it's public. And so they relented and said, okay, you can view them, but you have to come into our office and view them. So they put this big book of drawings on a table in a, in a meeting room and left me and Ali in there. So I got the camera out and we'd gone armed with an architect's ruler that, that yeah, literally I, I had to work out how to use, but I figured it out pretty quickly. And, you know, I've still got the pictures now where I put the architect's ruler down on onto the drawing. Well, I published them again on yeah. West Ham till I die. If you uh, look them up, those pictures are, are on West Ham till I die in two thousand and and it showed that the the middle was the, the 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 middle from the middle. I think to from the like where the where the manager's seats are to the off to the start of the pitch was thirty yards, and that the nearest point was the corner flag, which was nine yards. And behind the goal, I think it bent away, which is obviously straightened now, which no one's been in to see yet. I think it straightened to about 18 or 19 yards. So the bend was like a 10-yard bend round. And people thought we were making it up. I'd, 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 if you remember the we, photograph We've gone so showed, far away from Stell's question now. Yeah, I know. The, the favourite photograph I used was of the roof. Now, the, the roof covered all the seating when it was pushed forward. and. They had a drawing from roof looking down to the stadium, and you could see all the running track. So I said, well, if you can see the running track and the roof covers all the pitch, the seating ain't going on the track. Nobody believed me. They thought I was lying. No, 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 that's not real, that picture. That's, you know, or that because it shows a running track, it don't show the seats. They just never put two, well, didn't two you, together. Didn't your famous picture show you could fit the bowling ground? That wasn't my lower. picture, but yeah, I see it and I took it and used yeah. it, and people thought it was fake. I'm telling people that that you know, if you would sit back row, even you, I don't think believe this one. I worked out that back row of the Olympic Stadium behind the goal 
you would be sitting above Tesco's on the Barking Road, which yeah, you was did. opposite no, I Nathan's. It. I believed it. Yeah, but which I was, was never going to go in that. I was never going to go in that top tier. So no, it wasn't a but. For me. And that's what I was trying to use. The club were comparing it to Wembley and not Upton Park for a reason. Because if you sit the people, well, if you sit back row with a Bobby Moore upper, but you in the Olympic Stadium, you're going to be yeah. Tesco's barking road opposite Nathan's. Just to bring us back, right? Can I just that's unbelievable? Can I just that's point true. out the irony that he yeah. says, "Oh, we jaded about people still going on and about it." <laughs> well, and here we are we're going, going, going on, on about yeah. it. So that's that's so I'm a bit the jaded. Yeah. yeah. So next yeah, up yeah. is Martin Rose Sports. <laughs> he says, "Evening all. Do you think we have a big enough squad and quality if we were to get into Europe?" No. We we need some strengthening in the summer. We need the rest of Slava Prague uh, squad to play for us. You're going to break the bad news to him, Sean? Because <laughs> that's what everyone's predicting on Twitter. What? Well, about, you know, budget-wise, that we won't have anything to spend. Well, look, it, it comes... I don't want to say ahead of, you know, because I've got a big reveal on Thursday, on the 1st of April, about our finances. Oh, do it after midday, will yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, uh, there is money. Uh, next, This season is not as bad as it could have done because we've deferred some money. We've moved money around. Obviously, we've lost out £27 million. Well, probably £26.5 million of ticket revenue. Um, but we are finishing a lot higher than we budgeted for and we came last year. So there's swings and roundabouts. So um, wait till Thursday is all I'll say then. Okay. Wait till Thursday. Are you going to mention um, selling players on Thursday, not a certain Brazilian? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that as well. <laughs> about all Mr. Right. Anderson. Mr. Anderson, right, I Len, Mr. The question was... <laughs> Do you think we have a big enough squad of quality if we were to get into Europe? Um, no, however, yes, but. Um, <laughs> no, oh, we'll take that. We'll take that. That's a great answer. No, but I think it. Um, I think it will give some fringe players some opportunities. Fringe players we haven't seen. Uh, it's got, listen, it's the, the, the kind of Coventry's this world, it's got to be next season or never, hasn't it? On average, on average, and I'll give you a little highlight from my, my PowerPoint, on average, clubs, English clubs who take part in the Champions League get 72 million. On average, clubs who take part in the group stage of Europa get 20 million. That, that's the kind of prizes you right, get. There's, there's two ways to weigh this up. So you get 20 million for being in Europa League, but does it cost you positions in the Premier League? Which is only so, worth around just under £2 million. Now. Yeah, but if it costs you five positions, then, you, but then you're still £10 million better off. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you are. So As long as you don't get relegated. So for, that's true. So for me... If, if yeah, but I said five positions, yeah. So if you've qualified the Europa League, five positions oh, right. put you in mid table, yeah. not yeah. in relegation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that would be a complete nosedive, wouldn't it? But f- yeah. for me, is the is the squad big enough? Well, we're going to have a twenty five man squad with so many youth players that don't count towards that. Yes, it will be big enough. 
The question is, will it be good enough? Depends what you want. For me, just being in the Europa League is for a start. It wouldn't give me a monkey's... If we're going into the... You know, we make the group stage. If we lose every game, we just bank the 20 million quid. Not bothered. Obviously, I would like us to to do better. But at the end of the day, it's all about the first step. Yeah, but in it's Europe, about doing the first step. Let's get into Europe. We, you know, in, let's treat in it like Europe. This. You get bonuses for winning and drawing. Not yeah, but we want to do this every game. year. Yeah, we want to. Do we want to? Do, do, do we want to invest in the UEFA Cup run? I don't. I don't want to. Not first I want to year. Stick to what we got. But if yeah, we qualified exactly. for the UEFA Cup next year, yeah. then yes, I would. So yeah. the first year, I would use it as a financing expert. Yeah. And and to keep, because the important thing would be to keep in the top six. Yeah? Yeah. And and, and that's the, the thing I would do, is that if you can keep in the top six, you probably do are, you probably do okay in the Europa League. You know, even if you make get knocked out in the last round of 32, happy with that. You know? Yeah. And, and, then, but as lo- and then as long as that means we carry on, with this, but of course, winning Europa League is a gateway to the Champions League. Yeah, which shouldn't be sniffed at. But if we're building a, a West Ham that we hope in four years' time to be knocking on the door of the top four, then we've got to be looking at getting a team to progress halfway in the Europa League, but to continue the top six. It's a tough ask because yeah. a lot of clubs haven't managed it. But let's face it, that's what Tottenham did. And that's how yeah. they got into it. They continually qualified for the... Um, they had one Champions League, I think, under Redknapp. But then they continually qualified for the Europa League before gate crashing in and got getting higher. I'll say it again. No, no Europa League, no Harry Kane. No, that's... He weren't playing until that's he, right. he was getting introduced. That's right. And I think we've got to... It's starting to feel already. We're going back to Stell's question, but oh, don't we've already had question two, and yeah, now we're going no, back to question one again. Tell it's going to be a, I <laughs> uh, know, but you can tell it's going to be a stick to beat the ball with this yeah. Europa League if we get into it first season. Because they're going to thinking we've got to have a good cup run, but yeah. you know it ain't like the old days where if you know we got to the final of the European Cup Winners Cup twice. Yeah, I think yeah. in 1965 we played four teams to get to the final. In 1976, I think we played four or five teams. Yeah. We played a Finnish team. We played Erevan, who was sort of a Russian team, but I think they were like Georgian, Turkish, weren't they? Uh, something like that. Um, then we played obviously uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. We played. And a Finnish team we played, so yeah. you know before meeting and electing the final, the the days of only playing, you know, four or five rounds, you know, what did we get knocked out to Blesi quarter final? We'd we'd played Castilla and Polytechnic to Timisara to get to the quarter yeah. final. So, you know, those days are over. You got to play ten, fifteen. Well, to win the UEFA Cup, you got to probably possibly play twelve, fourteen games now. Yeah. To win it, maybe more. Yeah. Now, now, gentlemen. Right, we crack on. Well, you've I, got to go. I've got to pick up my daughter, and and I think you're going to say you've still got like <laughs> you've done two questions. I've done two <laughs> questions. Twenty minutes. I don't think we've got any further. We must have two more questions. Hey, and when well, we started. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it's like the, the time we're going to take is just how, how many questions are there left, Nigel? Me and Sean, me and Nigel are gregarious, aren't we? We'll crack on. Yeah, we don't need you. You'll be there you about the time. We'll still be going. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, I can be back, back in about an hour. So if you can keep on going for an hour, it's thirty minutes there. An hour. Yeah. Where are you picking them up from? Guildford. Was it half hour there, half hour back? She's she's been in college, and she's just broken up from college. Half an hour there, half an hour back. Yeah. Are we up then? Go on then, Miss Tanya. Yeah, uh, I, I will uh, uh, remember if you do finish before I'm back. Just say your goodbyes and you say yeah. I've been. No, you know, you, I just don't need me, and 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 we will be back um, soon. Well, I'll be back at the end to say the goodbyes, but um, yeah, obviously we're recording on our next game on the Monday. So Look, the more you're talking, you. you could be up by in your you moment there. Yeah? All right, all right, well, shut all up right. and get going. Right. Mind the road. Yeah, come straight home. Uh, yeah. Did your mum used to say that? Yeah, mind the road and come <laughs> straight home. Don't talk to anyone. Yeah, don't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old Ziggy Stardust, David Jones, says another unbeaten week for West Ham. He said, I did do the survey and answered the same questions with the same answers that I did last year. So my question for Song is, how long does he think it will take for the majority of fans to actually call the LS home? Well, he's not here, Dave. But basically, he wants to keep going until he's done 10 years. So we've got another five years of this boredom of this survey. Uh, he said he's got more chance of the Baroness Brady jumping into a hot tub with him for a fondue than it happening. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fault, isn't it? He's talking of fondues in the hot tub. He said, how much cheese would it take to fill the London Stadium? Oh, what a massive fondue hey, that would be. Dear, oh dear. That's a lot of baby bell, isn't it? Yeah. It's like that Beatles song, isn't it? You know, now we know how many holes it takes. Blackburn, Blackburn Lancashire. Lancashire or the Albert Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Question for Lynn. Yeah. He says, has he seen the clips where Disney has used the exact same animation for Jungle Book and Pooh with just different characters? And is this cheating or a very good use of time? Have I seen the same? Have you seen the clips where Disney used the exact no. same animation for Jungle Book and Winnie the Pooh with just different characters? Hmm. Is he mean not the backgrounds? No, he must be talking about the new, the I'm new interested. self-animate. Yeah, tell us. Uh, no, I no, haven't, but I can't blame him. You got to recycle, Dave. It's hard work animating. You got to recycle as much as you can. But I haven't. I, I want to look into that. I'll find out. I've seen the. I've seen them. Um, actually, I was about to say something. That had nothing to do with animation. I just realised. Dark Side and the Moon overdubbed on um, Wizard of Oz, which is complete nonsense, really, but not the animation. I mean, I, I remember, you know, I've seen loads of Scooby-Doo. There's loads of Scooby-Doo scenes where they're running down like a, a haunting house scene when they're just repeating the background. I've seen loads of that. I mean, that stuck out so fun. So I, I think I know what he means, but I haven't seen it, now. But now, now he's said that I'm going to look into it. All right. Next up, Steve Lines. He says, uh, evening, lads. He says, I'm having a bit of guff time at the moment going marriage separation, but the pod has kept me smiling, so thank you as always. 
Oh. Well, you know, it's not good to hear, Steve. But I'm glad no. we can we can keep you going in in this um, what must be a tough time for you and your family. He, yeah. He's got a question for Sean, which me and Len will answer, obviously. Yeah, we'll answer it for him. Uh, do you, if we qualify for Europe, uh, whether it'll be Champions or Europa, uh, will the spending budget be upped? Uh, also, apart from a striker, what is the main priority signing? He says, stay safe and Brady out. Brady out. So the question is, what do you reckon? Obviously, we haven't got Sean's insight, thankfully. Mm. Uh, what do you reckon spending budget will be? I think it's going to be down to who we sell, isn't it? I can't. I can't. It's, I mean, this is top finish. Sean answers. Yeah. Um, if we get, I mean, look, if we're going to get some, if the players are in the sort of um, Kufau bracket or Sufau bracket and they're as good as Sufau, okay, then I don't really give a monkey's how much we spend. Um, I think we'll, we'll make wise additions, Europe or not. Um, as far as this, the second part, Apart from a striker as a priority signing, I don't know. I mean, I'm so used to seeing the the same team turn up, turn out now, and wanting to see that team. And I, I don't know. I think it's a type of player. If it's a type of hungry player that's happy to fight for his chance and wait for his chance, I'm going to rather want that than anything. Anything else? Maybe we need another midfielder in the same ilk as um, Lingard so that we never miss that type of player. Yeah. What do you think? No, I'd, I mean, Lingard, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, it's mad, isn't it? And, and, and this is why Man United have been clever with the loan out, you know, and no right to buy um, because Lingard's shown while he was an England player. And, it, and it's all about, as well, perhaps big fish, little pond with Jesse in the at Man United. He was surrounded by these better players and probably had to be more rigid in the way he plays. Yeah. Um, so he probably, and as I've said before, he had top quality strikers in front of him. Um, we're at West Ham. We ain't even got any strikers. Um, and he's got Antonio, not knocking Antonio, but he's, he's a converted winger to play up front as much as he enjoyed it. And I think he does a real great job at what he does. But that gives Lingard the freedom, I think, uh, to get forward more, attack more, shoot more. And you can see it in his game. What we don't know is how much a man playing for Man United is a draw for Lingard. Is it that he's been there, seen it, done it, I'm happy to move on now? Or is it, as a Manchester lad, been at the Mm. club all his life, that this is the club for me, and if they want to offer me a new contract, I'm going to sign it. Um, We're going to find so out. This, we? Yeah, this is the thing. For me, it, we, we're going to need a midfield player, I think, another central midfield player, because you can't go through a season constantly playing Rice and Suchek without expecting one of them. Rice, they both seem like beasts to me, because Rice has played so many games. Mm. The, the the boy's not been injured once. 
Oh, you shouldn't have said and, that, Nigel. You know, but and this is the thing. You think, well, when does it happen? There, you get players like that. I think Matt Holland, um, off the top of my head, I think for Ipswich and Cholton, I think played something like nearly over 150 league games consecutively, never yeah. missed one, never out, never dropped, never injured. And so, but at some point, and the thing that worries me about Suchek is, and again, it goes away, gets an trick in international football. You know, the Barcelonas and, and, and Real Madrid's they're going to, they're not going to win the title. Atletico Madrid will probably win it. Bayern Munich, it's, you know, it's, it's 50-50. Th- these big clubs are going to be looking at Suchek, what he's doing, not just with West Ham, but internationally, and thinking, mm. do with a player like him. So, but then again, if we sell Suchek, could be for big money. He's got to be a 50, 60 million pound player now. Yeah. If them big boys come knocking, we could do a lot with that. But for me, if we're in Europa League, I wouldn't want to strengthen any more than we would than we were going to do if we weren't in. No. But if Champions yeah, League's a bit different, I think they'll chuck 20 million out the pot. They'll go, Dave, there's 20 million and anything you can raise from player sales, That's what I'm you get thinking. the lot. That's what I'm thinking. He could easily pull in 30 to 40 million from player sales. Mm. But then he's got to replace them players, though. Mm. So, we will see. And thanks for the question, Stephen. Good luck to you, mate. Yeah, all the best, mate. Uh, next up is Sean's mate, who's not here. Uh, it's Gary Prince. He says, evening, gents. The club has refunded all the season ticket money, plus 10% club cash to use for season tickets. He now says, what happens now for payment for the Southampton game for the lucky 10,000? Brady out. Brady out. Right. Is what we do, Gal. So you've got your 10% that the club are giving you. So when you renew your season ticket, you're going to have 10% left in your club cash. What you can do is wait to see if you're um, lucky in the ballot. If you are lucky in the ballot, you can use that 10% to pay for your Southampton ticket and you might have a bit of change as well, uh, like a fiver to buy a cap in the club crap store or whatever. Uh, or you can spend all the club cash and just pay for the ticket as you would normally because they've already refunded you the money. Now, what they should do, though, is only charge you um, the season ticket value of the seat. So you've got to remember your season ticket value of the seat is far less than what the general admission price would be. So my seat, they would sell for 30 quid or £25 for a Southampton game, only worth 15 quid a game. Get me drift? I think so. No, that's a good answer. Even though it could do with being longer if we're going to wait for Sean to get back. Um <laughs> Next up, it's Ian Gravitt. Evening, gents. He's just written a report saying Anderson is possibly on his way back from Porto. If so, can he play for us? He's our player. Why can't he? Is there a... If he's not in the 25-man squad, though. Oh, right, yeah. Can he... I don't know if he can be added. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I would have thought... Well, he's only played for one club this calendar year, so you, you, you're entitled to play for two. Mm. Um, it's, it's no more than two you can play for. Um, so I'd imagine that he could play for us. 
Um, we'll go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you want him to play, though? I mean, we're in trouble if we're picking him, aren't we? I mean, that side, you've got options. Do you know what? It's, it depends on what Moyes sees in him and whether he could do anything. He's got, I thought he had a great striking ability when in front, in goal, when he was bearing down and goal. The problem was he just didn't get into that position enough. Yeah. Where he was stuck out wide. You know, if Anderson got given the, he's, he's a different beast to Antonio. Antonio is all about strength. Where, where Anderson was just powder puff. And this is, you probably couldn't play him up front because I think central defenders would just have the run of him. And, and he, he, and he bottled too many tackles for me. Yeah, bottled is the proper yeah, word. It, really. it is yeah, for I think him. He lacked a little bit of guts. Mm. Bit of balls. Nicholas Harvey says, uh, "Evening, Nigel Lennon, Sean, as always, Brady out, Brady out." Uh, he says, "Obviously, there was no chance of the boots turning up when there wasn't a game." Anyway, question time. That's harsh, Nicholas. Uh, Sean, is the season ticket waiting list no more because it was stolen in the data breach? <laughs> 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 uh, I think the season ticket waiting list is still there. It's just fluid, like our back line. Um, nobody knows what it, shape it's in at the moment, though. Uh, Len. Yes. I've been saving my F. Right. I would love to know if you're planning on an NFT portrait number 666 of the Baroness. <laughs> I didn't think of putting her, I and mean, I didn't think anyone would buy it. Uh, no, I've gone to 50. I've gone to fifty, and I'm um, I'm only going to do the the fifty crypto portraits in their f- current form at the moment because um, I just don't want to devalue it. The more scarce they are, the better. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. And now I'm not going to do a. I'm definitely not going up to six hundred and sixty-six, but I'll encourage you to sort of buy the ETH. I think it's called ETH Ethereum. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, right. uh, uh, I, 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 I'm not educated. <laughs> no, nah, well, I mean, I'm only guessing that's the way you pronounce it. <laughs> but I did, I, I think I drew Nick this week, Nick Harvey. He's got, an, he's got a portrait ready to go. Oh, ready yeah, he looks good. It, it, well, it did see it, did you? fair, he looks a bit different on Facebook. He's got a big tongue that hangs out, and I'm just looking this. Look, Hey, yes, Nick's lovely dog. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Nick. Uh, oh, yes, sorry it is. <laughs> uh, I think he uses it on Twitter, to be honest. Uh, uh, and he says, Nigel, now that FFP is no more, what excuse will you know who use when he doesn't spend any money in the summer? Um. I t- I, I've got a, a, the, the money the, they don't need FFP because they'll come out and say well look we're skint you know the accounts that were out um, say it and that was last year's accounts not even this year's accounts so which ain't going to be much better are they I think I think fans have just got to accept that in these times and not just us it'll be interesting to see what other clubs do mm. because every club's been affected by this so we'll see. This is where you see what your owners are made of, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Realistically, yeah. when you see how far they want to dig deep into their own pockets, I wonder how the Fulhams and the clubs that have just come up 
are dealing with it because they've had to overspend to get in the Premier League. They've had no income from through turnstiles. Be interesting to see. Fulham, in a way, is a funny thing because they're having a new stand built, the Riverside stand. Yeah. Now, the funny thing about that is there would have been no fans in that stand anyway. No. Yeah. So their capacity would have been greatly reduced this season. Possibly by having no fans in the ground, it may have helped them build a bit quicker, if you get me drift. Yeah, I do. So, it, while um, you know they would have lost income, Fulham possibly um, not not benefited from it, but it's probably helped them in the fact they can crack on with this stand and get it built while no fans have been in the ground. Mm. We're going to find out who's done well and who hasn't, aren't we? Yeah. I wonder when we find out. Uh, transfer window, I think. Mm. Once you start seeing how people prepare for next season, um, you, you might find a lot of players out on a limb, um, free agents, where clubs are saying, well, we can't afford to keep you. You know, players over 30. And you might be able to pick a few bargains up. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I you know, I'm not saying Man City had done it. I find Man City not giving Aguero a strange thing. I don't know if that's Aguero saying I'm leaving, or the way I read it was Man City didn't offer him a new contract. Uh, only 12 to 1 to join West Ham, I saw. Which I thought, Aguero? Yeah, I know. That, that I don't know what, 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 what he put that up. Oh. Good God. Next up is the soul singing superstar of. South Tenerife or North Tenerife. It's definitely Tenerife. He says, evening, fellas. Michael Levy, junior people. Hope all is well with you. How many positions do you think we need to strengthen, ideally? Uh, he's, he's put thanks for the well wishes last week, Nigel. Uh, Michael did have a health scare, but he's telling me now that all seems okay. He just needs to calm down. I love the new haircut as well, Mike. Uh, uh, so he's going to calm down by listening to the podcast. Good for you. Um, so we all, everybody at the morning, just because we like to wish you better, Mike, and I hope you yeah. rest up um, and um, and get back to singing soon. Yeah, I miss all this Michael Levy Jr. news somehow. I'm not very good on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so how many positions? Well, uh, that's a tough one, isn't it? I'm sort mm. of linked the money. I, I, for me, I'm thinking... <sighs> you, you, Three. Yeah, we need to bring three, three or four edition. players in, yeah. The more players you bring in, the less of the quality, though. Because yeah. you've, got, you've only got a finite amount of money. So, uh, yeah. and bearing in mind, we're going to have to pay for Dawson, and if we can, Lingard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one or two over them, then. So, yeah. If we get them. Free at a pool. If we can get Dawson and Lingard, well, we'll definitely get Dawson. Well, we got Dawson. But if we can get Lingard, another free. <sighs> That's a lot of, lot of changes. And it basically be one striker or of that ilk. And I'll still go for a Dharma Triore. One midfield player. More central midfield, because uh, you can't rely on Noble even in his last season, or I would say. And I think another defender, depending on how well Masuaku is, I maybe probably look at a centre-back. 
Yeah, because um, Balbuena's leaving. Yes. Jonathan Lowe, he says, good evening, guys. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan. He said, I've been one of your eight listeners for ages, but I've never asked a question before. So he's a virgin. Well, now's your chance, Johnny boy. Use your cherry tonight, some. I'd like to ask about (laughs) tickets for the Southampton game. Oh dear! Let's get the great start. It was a bad debut to have, Jonathan. Uh, When supporters were awarded tickets in the ballot for the Crystal Palace game, and then supporters were unable to go because lockdown started again, they were told any season ticket holders were successful in the ballot for the visit of the Eagles. It is true about this, actually. Will be automatically. Be allocate a ticket for the next home Premier League fixture when at least yeah. two thousand supporters are permitted to attend. Do you know if this will actually happen? Mm. Keep up the good works. With blessings from a lifelong Alice, you really should read these first. With blessings <laughs> from a lifelong Amos fan who's also a vicar. <laughs> Ah, the old Alan Comfort, he become a vicar. He did. You remember the Alan Comfort from the Orient? Yes, audience? they helicoptered him off the pitch after his last game for the O's. I, I thought that was an urban myth. No, they did. I heard about this yes. because of um, some vicar was called Father Comfort, and I thought, that's a nice name for a vicar. Yeah. That's very apt. And then I thought it was, you know, the wizard number 11, Alan Comfort. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe he's still a vicar. That must have been. I believe so. Yeah, it's a bit like um, you know, uh, old Gavin Peacock, isn't it? He's um, he went off the cabin, though, isn't it? Yeah, I worked with his uh, uh, his nephew, Gavin Peacock. There's a bit of a footballing dynasty there. Well, his dad Keith was at West Ham, Cholton legend. Yeah, Uh, my uncle was a big fan of Keith Peacock. Mm. Um, his nephew is a. Designer at Grey Advertising Company. There you go. good to know. Uh, We'll find out for you. We'll throw this to Sean, um, Vic, uh, as as you shall now be, or Rev, as we shall now call you. Um, And I would imagine that will still last. Bearing in mind they're going to have 10,000 there. So the 2,000 that got in... Uh, you, and you disqualifying the 2,000 that already went to the Man United game, I'd imagine they will honour the 2,000 for Crystal Palace first and then put 8,000 in the ballot. I would imagine. But hey-ho, this is West Ham. We all know what they're like. Uh, yeah. But welcome to the congregation anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry for the bad language, yes. Jonathan. Yes, and I'm sorry oh, for the no. losing your cherry statement. <laughs> should have yeah, known we should have really yeah, read the, the question Yes, before. I should have read it. Yeah. Still Brady out, though. We don't make any apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is the chauffeur. It's Mr. No Land. He says, I'm glad you mentioned the survey. On reviewing the results, it would seem the fans were right and the bald and Sean were wrong. We should have stayed at Upton Park and built up according to the plans which Gold said were not workable but were. Uh, great to see Lingard and Rice get man of the match in the respective England games. Now, if we can get another ammo on an England call up, then we have a chance of winning the World Cup. As everyone knows, you need three hammers to win the World Cup. He's got a question for Sean. So we'll have to do our best. Yeah. Uh, he said, I have all my club cash now, which is a plus. But can you tell me how easy or difficult it will be for me and Alfie to renew our tickets? Or, well, we've answered this. You're going to have to ring up. Mm. 
So, because you'll be able to renew yours, but you possibly might not be able to renew Alfie's. Uh, and he's put, knowing our ticket office, bloody difficult. Well, you know it then. Uh, questions to use all. Uh, last week was his birthday. I've got two West Ham quiz books. I'm going to ask you all a question every week until the end of the season to test your hammers and knives. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we're out for so that. We're we, we don't fear right, it. This is this week's question. Who was the all Hammers right. marksman against Sheffield Wednesday on the opening day victory in the 1998-99 season? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think that was um, Ian Wright, right, right. Ian Wright, right, right. Yes, it was. It was his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was... a. I can picture it in my mind as he runs down and he hits his shot low down, I think from the edge of the area. I don't think yeah. Pressman was still in goal for him. I'm not sure. but I think you're absolutely yes. right. How about that? Not only can we answer the question, we can give you a visual. So give you my, you're going to have to try hard, mate. So I'll give you my Ian Wright, the day West Ham signed Ian Wright uh, story. Because I've got time to kill. Go on, then. So I'm standing in the car park waiting to renew my season ticket. And along comes um, a photographer. Just so it happened, I'd opened or I'd changed the locks on his dad's house two weeks before. They'd lived in Ilford. And he sees me in the queue and comes up and says hello to me. So we were generally chatting. I said, what are you doing over here? He said, oh, I'm taking photo- come to take photographs of West Ham's new signing. Now, it hadn't been announced yet. So we're standing in the queue. Ah. And it's like, oh, who is it then? Oh, my dogs decided to come in. So, uh, <laughs> shut up. It's a cat. Um, anyway, if you excuse the dog, shut up. Um, or you'll go out. Um, he said, oh, it's Ian Wright. 
So uh, we got to find out, those of us in the queue, that Ian Wright was signing before the club initially announced it. And luckily for him, I was in the queue because the idiot locked his car keys in the car. How about, How about that? that? And I've got to earn a nice, uh, nice few bob opening his car up because he'd come running over to me and said, can you open my car for me now? Uh, and that's my Ian Wright signing for West Ham day. That was in the good old days, you know, when you didn't know, they just... That was wonderful. Yeah. Gary Strodder just turning up out, that, out the Yeah, blue. and everybody going, oh? Oh? Lincoln? Yeah. I, I, funny enough, I played Saturday football. It's Sunday football. I could be Saturday. Like I was good enough to play on a Saturday with a guy that played uh, at school with him. Oh, yeah. And this guy was upset because he swore blind he was a better player than him at school. Apparently, he wasn't even... And so Gary Strodder wasn't even better than me. Well, there you go. People get bitter, don't they? I played with a kid who fought, uh, who, who played school football with. Um, he played for Newham, uh, Sol Campbell, and uh, yeah, we we'll have a uh, yeah, East War blind. Sol Campbell was rubbish as a kid. You were like that. Didn't you, you do, you do, you hear? Uh, Sol Campbell, West Ham fan. There you go. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest, uh, every, mind you, everyone says uh, that. Oh, and I think even um, uh, Ian, um, uh, God, his name's gone straight out of my head. Ian Wright? No, the um, Northern Ireland International, big, tall, ugly. Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie, of course, yeah. Everyone said his brother was a better football than him. I think oh. even... even yeah, even I mean it's, it's it's a renowned story. I think even Ian says it. The brother's a better footballer than me. Never got anywhere. Mm. And um, Ray Wilkins and his brother, Glenn Odder and his brother, they all started off of the same time, and there was always a debate about who was going to be the better player. But they, you know, there was always a clear winner, wasn't there? Yeah. Usually the younger one. Well, not so much in Oddle's case. Um, no. But Graham Wilkins played for Chelsea um, in the first team. I don't, I don't know if that was together or just after Ray left for Man United. Um, but I do remember him. Next up is the old uh, Colonel Sanders. It's Paul. He says, good evening, gentlemen. I haven't asked you a question for a while, but I have been listening. He has got a question tonight, though, which is lucky because it's question time. Hit us with it, Paul. Uh, how likely is Lingard to sign for us permanently? And what is likely cost? And realistically, what's left in the pot? I guess that's partly down to where we finish. But he's assuming the collapse when we finish eight or ninth. Uh, keep up the good work. Brady out. Brady out. People were saying very confident about this Lingard thing, but it can only be 50-50. Yeah, it? I thought... He signs or he yeah, don't. I, it's, you know, this... T- we don't know what's going on in his head. The, the, the thing about it is, I was talking to my uncle about it at the weekend, he was going, well, the bloke they've got him at Man United who's better than him has got to be a player. And I went, well, it's Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, not wishing a thing, but actually... You know, this is a bloke that I think has scored 15 and set up 15 in 30 games. Yeah. You know, as, as good as Lingard's doing, you know, you can see why 
they've preferred Fernandes. But I suppose if they get Champions League football next season, you know, they might want to... If you don't sign a new contract, the most surely it'd be £15 million for a player mm. with only one year left on his contract. Mm. Um, so that's what... And how much the pot is. West Ham normally budget for a 10th place finish. So when they draw up the plans, that's what they budget for. Obviously, last season, big failure there. So they didn't win as much money as they thought they would. Um, if they finish, if we do finish, which we should do, finish above 10th, then, you know, if we finish 8th, that's £4 million extra straight away. Oh. Maybe 5 I think. And then if we finish 6th, where I think we'll finish... You know, that's an extra um, eight to ten million pound extra to what they budgeted. So all that should go into the kitty. Mm. And that's why I do think they'll go 20 million quid in the kitty plus what you can bring in. Mm. Oh, Stuart Ling, evening lads. No question. Well, that's a way. No question, he says. He just wants to say, even after all the problems and subsequent surveys regarding the stadium and the move, I can't wait to get back over there now. He says, I renewed at the start of the season. You know, we could get to a game with my dad and my mates. Southampton will be a great day if it happens. But if it don't, then roll on next season. I need live football back in my life now. I hear you, brother. Yeah. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, me too. And after everything we've been through this past year, I'm sure many of you will all feel the same way. Just the thought of meeting up with friends and family on the barges or in the pubs for a good beer or ten, followed by a game in an actual stadium, fills me with glee. Onwards and upwards. Brady out. Brady out. Oh, while we while Stuart didn't ask a question and gave us a natural um, break, as it were, uh, has anyone answered the question we said last week about cutting the podcast in half? Uh, no. All right. Even so though a few people did text me and said, what a stupid idea. All right. That's that then. I can produce these text messages, actually. So those that asked me, what a stupid idea. Um, Fair enough. Uh, it's, it's, it's the under five member of the of the more than just a podcast listener team. It's old Theo, Aphionitis. And uh, luckily for Theo, he says, evening, guys. All right, Nigel. He said, I loved your interview, by the way. Really riveting. Thank you very much, Theo. And he said, my last name, he has actually phonetically, Aphionitis. So there you go. go. Theo, Aphionitis. He's just a question for the overlord of banner ads. Uh, I think that's Sean, which is quite a good description for him. <laughs> uh, as Moy's been taking individual lessons with non-internationals like Mippo and Bowen, hoping Bowen can fix some of his decision-making and his right foot. Mm, that's a good point. I don't know what they do when the non-internationals, do they still train? I guess so, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, of course, they must do. All right, well. I was, you know, yeah, must do. Well, well, we'll, we'll do our best to answer that uh, next yeah. week for you, Theo. And uh, 
Next up, it's uh, the Spandau Ballet spare part. It's Matthew Kemp, the one that didn't get into DNA Journey this week. Uh, evening, guys, he says. Uh, he was probably the Spandau roadie. Do we stand like Andy Gibb in the Bee Gees? This is Matthew. You got it in for Andy Gibb. Well, you know. In- he kept his, I think he kept one of them songs. He kept his brothers of number one. Oh, all right, but there you go. You know. Uh, obviously, I don't, uh, you know, Matthew is a customer of yours, Len. I know you don't like it when I poke fun at your customers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, evening, guys. He says, do we stand a chance of getting Lingard? He's one year left at Man U. Clearly will be wanted by a few clubs. Salary side, do you think we will pay a sensible transfer fee and get him signed? Well, we sort of covered it. I think hmm. 15 million for me is probably the max West Ham would pay for a player with only one year left on his contract. He obviously is really enjoying his time at West Ham and I hope that's the big draw. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. I saw an interview of him walking up and down the canal. Seemed happy enough. All right. Yeah. Uh, Funny old game, isn't it? We couldn't fucking wait to get move away from there when I lived down there. Canals, it? mate. Yeah, walking up and down. What's he doing? Like, you know, the dirty den got shot here. Was he doing yeah, one of them exactly. tours? Was he twice? Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking life changes quick, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh. Roger Markham says, Nigel, Sean and Len. It's like they all knew, isn't it? Hello, Roger. Uh, I may be... He's another customer, so oh, you'd be nice. He's not used to picture, so maybe not. Uh, I may be too late, but you're not, Roger. Uh, but my point is something that's annoyed me for a while. The name London Stadium is as bland and forgettable as it gets, deliberately designed to be easily forgotten once the naming rights are sold. We play at the Olympic Stadium. Great history and gravitas. Mm. Roma used the name. Why don't we? Let's stick with that. No matter what the company buys the rights in the future. Now, do you know why we can't use Olympic Stadium? No, I don't, actually. Tell me why. Mm, Is it part of a legacy? I'm pretty sure that 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 any stadium called Olympic Stadium is allowed to keep the name. But but at some point, the, Olymp- the people that run the Olympics decided that to protect their brand, they will allow that no more. So once the Olympics is over, the stadium has to be renamed. So I did... The Stadio Olimpico. Ah, right? but that, that was done in the 60s, yeah? So Rome, I think, was 62 or 64, the Rome Olympics, off the top of my head. Mexico was 68. So I'm guessing it was 64. Um, So they got to keep it. But if you say, um, I I don't know if it was after Athens, but definitely um, the Australian Olympic Stadium is not called that. It's had various sponsors' names and various name changes. Um, even I'm not sure the Olympic Stadium in Beijing's managed to keep it. Um, where were the Olympics held in Brazil, wasn't it? That, that's yeah. not called the Olympic Stadium. So I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore, Roger. I think this is the problem. Um, but in Stratford, People greedy, Roger. In Stratford, greedy. Well, here's a funny thing. 
prior to, I worked, I used to freelance for a company called Olympic Security. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is when it. we wonder, when they the Olympics, yeah, I know. they had to suddenly... change their name to Olympus. Yeah. They were yeah, I remember that. The Olympic Cafe down West Ham Lane had to change its name. Yeah. <laughs> they come round, they steamed into this country, the Olympics, prior. Once they'd given it to London, the Olympic Authority were all over businesses. You're not calling yourselves Olympic. Made them yeah. change it. So I think that's why, Roger. Uh, unlike Sean, no, I don't claim it to be gospel. Next up, all oh, right, my handsomes. It's all Dodsy how's you doing? Here he is. Hey, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, he says, with Bowen apparently being in the shit for something he wrote when he was 15, is Sean now panicking about all the shit he's ever written on Twitter and Facebook? Um, yeah, I did. Did you see that? You cut out to be honest for quick seconds. Oh, second. Bowen, you know the the all the fuss. Oh, about, right, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know about oh, I don't know. He's obviously a rap thing. He used the N word yeah. when he was fifteen. Someone obviously yeah, went back in his Twitter that, account. Yeah, and the the funny thing about it was last week we spoke about Hugo Schechter and player responsibility, whatever they are liaison right. at the club and you yeah. would have thought that one of the first would have gone right things, down there and sh- yeah, yeah 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 any new player that joins a football club would be yeah delete your twitter or your old yeah. tweets yeah you know just 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 i mean yeah i've experienced it in my trade that we there are people that sort of make sure there are no conflicts of interest anything you've put on the twitter that might even conflict against another brand that you're working on mm. Or in this case, just be just completely unsuitable. Yeah, you would, sh- Nigel, but he's not there, no, is he? But he, he was there. No though, one. Yeah, of course he, he was there was when there, we yeah. signed him. Yeah, let's let's blame so, him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not there now. <laughs> no, you got you make a very good the, point. You know, you do make a good. The, point. This is the thing, you know. I don't know who dragged up the tweet, and I don't know who sits there and thinks, "Let's go through all these ex-players' old tweets, see if I can find something just to drag it up." I don't mm. get the mentality of people. Uh, no. Dodsey then goes, uh, do you think it's time to pay the 15 million for Jesse, which we covered? He's gone, what is the issue? I think the issue is we've got no guarantee and buy him, so we have to wait till the end of the season to see what Jesse wants to do. He's gone, it's pay its 34th birthday today. What was your one favourite moment he delivered in a West Ham shirt? Hi, yeah. One favourite moment. I mean, the the Man United free kick for me just gave me hope, and we were we should have gone through that day. Well, we were cheated. I fancied we? us to win the cup. We were day. cheated yeah, in the yeah. Swine State. Yeah, we of, were. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was upstairs towards the back with my nephew, and I looked at him and went. Well, this has got to be special it's to be that in. keeper. <laughs> Miles away as well, you wasn't know, it? But you know, it was sort it, of. It was like, is he taking that on? And I literally said, "Cool, that's got to be special to beat that keeper from here." Because the hair at the time the was the best is, keeper in the world. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, every time we do had the free kick, we threw it out. We won the penalty. Yeah, and my oh. shirt was taken. <laughs> I still the Palace one oh. for me. What when you yeah, say what's yeah. better? 
the, 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 the Palace one for me wins it because that was top corner. Not only was it top corner, seven men in the wall with our two as, as extra. So nine, I think, yeah. in the wall. Seven yeah. Palace. He went to the keeper's side. Yeah, I, I had a great view of that oh. free kick. It was one of the mid-top Upton Park moments. We had such a good view of it. Where was you? And, well, the funny enough, relatively speaking, you wouldn't say it would be a good... Hmm. Um, we was pretty right on the corner flag. Hmm. Um, up that end. It was a centenary. Yeah, up that saying, end. Yeah. So we could, I couldn't really see the curve. So it wasn't like I was right behind him. I can see how much it curved. But it was just the just the way it just went in that it could you, that you could you could see it come back round, get into the corner from it being literally outside of the goal. Mm. Don't get me wrong; it was just the moment of it that I was in such a good position. I suppose you could appreciate it again afterwards when you see it on TV yeah. from all the different angles. And I probably had a bad angle at it really being in uh, in the stadium. But, yeah, it was such a good angle to see it. I don't know. It was probably because we probably – I was in a good position to see, like, the some of the Crystal Palace fans. We could yes. just go wide and then go yeah. in. I think that, that was, was what it was. I, I My season ticket was Trevor Brook in Upper. So I would have so been. You were from above the top, that. but yeah. So you would have seen that the bend that game for the last season at Upton Park. My aim was to view a game from every stand in the ground, upper and that. lower. So yeah. that I'd managed to get onto the Bobby Moore lower. So that was my last ever time on the Bobby Moore lower. So you at the other I end. Was at the other end. Sort of behind him, though, from where we took the free kick. Yeah. Um, so, um, and you know when you think, shit, I'd have had a view of that. You know, yeah. everybody up that end got the best of it. But it was still yeah. fantastic to see it. But, you know, when you when it's right in front of you, it, it did seem yeah. to be that bit special. So, yeah. um, for me, yeah, the Palace free kick. Congratulations, continues Dodsey to Dixie, fellow West Country who taught Foddy Lloyd at, uh, for being appointed manager of Abridge Swifts. Do you think the club should ever do something to recognise his achievements and commitment to West Ham? Perhaps we could, if the women had a, had a, what about if the women got their own ground, they could have like a dick stand? Mm. You've got to be careful. Could work, it. couldn't it? I know where you're going. Don't try and disguise it, Nigel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put he's thinking Nigel's take on the Bristol riots last week was actually very funny. Uh, not as funny as the bloke who said it, to be fair, but uh, in a Bristol accent, what is Nigel's take on the oil tanker that was stuck in the Suez Canal? Or oh, I don't know if I do Bristol accent like that. It's, uh, it would remind me of the time when my granddad got his barge stuck. On the on the on the on the Grand Union Canal, just outside the River Raven, on the Avon and Kennet Canal, we we blocked that up that lock system for a good few hours. It's about the best I could do. 
someone then pipes up, Steph Warren said, Richard Dodds, if your ball don't sign Jesse, then serious questions must be asked. Oh. And Belinda says, oh. my payout goal was a Crystal Palace one. Oh, that's a... Hey, what about the Middlesbrough one, the London Stadium? Well. That was fucking awesome, wasn't that, it? And I was at the other end for that one. That was... It's a tough one, because for me, best goal scored at London Stadium. Yeah. That I've seen. Oh, what about hang on, what about Carol? Well, there is that one. That, that, so if you think that there's three goals, actually, you could do a little. We should do a little poll. Carol, so the three goals, yeah, is is one against Middlesbrough. Uh, Carol's against Crystal Palace. Lanzini's against Tottenham. We weren't there for that. No, though, were we? but it was still in the stadium. Yeah. So for me, Payette beats Carol. Because the fact is, he, he sort of sat half the team down on their ass, And it was like, it was such a crap yeah. game. Middlesbrough w- were really giving it to us. Uh, we're 1-0 up, and you think, oh, here we go. And if ever a game highlighted his, his frustration with West Ham as a team, you just see his reaction after he scored. He didn't run around go wild. He was like waving his arms nah. to the players saying, come yeah, on, yeah, come, come on. Fuck your yeah. ideas up. Hang on a minute. Was the Lanzini goal? Wasn't that at Tottenham? No. It was the first game this season, which I think was at Tottenham. I think the second game that we won, I think was at West Ham because I remember doing the. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Oh, well, there you go. That's a good iron with poles, isn't it? This goes to show he, that um, Ian Dow was wrong. Mm. Sometimes mm. you do get it yeah, wrong. Yeah, not often. Not often. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always here to back you up. Because <laughs> I'm a nerd too. Yes. Ooh, I'm a nerd. A nerd. Thank you. Uh, Myrian Williams. It's old Dylan himself. Happy Chop says, oh, boys. It's all good to see the dictators award last week. It's, like, <laughs> was that, it's not sort of... My Welsh now sort of morphs into something... Borderline, you like a depressed yeah. kind of Welsh person. Yeah, Kyber Pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's great. We get ten percent extra in club cash, and yes, it's more than we could have got investing money elsewhere. But we can only oh, use it on per- West Ham purchases, and if we don't, we lose it. I don't think that's the same with any other interest scheme. It's quite like I mean, you know, Barclays said we'll give you ten percent interest, but you can only use it to buy Barclays products. You know, you're not really going to feel you've earned anything, are you? Uh, as you know, Dodsey and me were friends, but not anymore. It seems that the cash for questions has not gone down very well in Taunton, as Dodsey thinks that the dictator will not just charge cash for questions, but cash per word. It seems that if the case, Dodsey will need to just work again, just when Cine World is reopening. He does have a question, though. Uh, he says, with the release of the new Tom and Jerry film, which features actors and animation, or, am in, or animation, I should say, what's your favourite of that type of film? Uh, he said, mine's a toss between Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. Um, well, Roger Rabbit's kind of a hybrid, isn't it? It's people... Interacting with animation. Hmm. Space Jam, I can't I'm trying to think. That was good. 
basketball one, wasn't it? Jordan, Michael Jordan. Oh, so I think he's, what he's saying is, oh, yeah, because he's saying with yeah. features, actors, and animation. Right, let me try and think then. I must admit, actors I saw a animation. clip of the new Tom and Jerry film. It didn't look good. No, me. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't hear about it. Well, this. Ben Shepard's one of the elephants, and I think one of the GMTV women is one of the other elephants. Hang on, and it didn't. This is Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I know. This is California, but, no, mate. It, it didn't work. Honestly, it didn't work. But hey ho, you know, I'm sure they're. I got my answer. Go I got my answer. Peach Dragon. Yeah. Peace, goddamn dragon is one that I All remember. Right, I, I'm going to throw something at you that I think's better than Peach Dragon. Go on, then. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Ooh, you might be right there. Out of the same kind of stable, but yeah, you could be yeah. right. While we're talking about animation, I'd like to set our listeners some homework. Yes. Uh, if you, you if you have Sky uh, and Sky documentaries, there's a John Belushi documentary. Uh, Going back to Albanians and how much we do love them, we, we, we're sorry for that comment. Uh, uh, John Belushi was an Albanian um, immigrant to the States and very funny man and one of the people that... Animal House. I, yeah, I mean, it's just brilliant, isn't it? There is... Uh, the the um, the documentary has some of the most wonderful animation in to, to sort of fill out the... Um, um, the anecdotal parts of it. And I was talking to you, Nigel, about um, um, documentaries about them moving away from talking heads and having lots of audio with animation and some photos, which is what I'm really into now. So I'd recommend anyone, if they've got nothing better to watch, watch that. I can't think of what it's called, but it's about John Belushi and it's on Sky Documentaries. Watch it. All right. Brilliant animation. I'll have to see if I can find out without having Sky. I'm sure I can find a way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll try. <laughs> yes. uh, Phil Walker uh, says, great interview with Mr. Dale Nigel. Thank you very much it was very good. for that. Uh, Phil, and last, uh, or maybe not, because Facebook's just pinged up something else, Belinda Kaikaikaikaitis says, uh, evening, peeps. Uh, I'll pass this week, she says, especially as Len thinks I give my kisses away too freely. Uh, she put, I'll still listen, though. I mean, she says she thinks she gives them away too freely. She gave Dodsy I mean, a she kiss gave early, earlier. In his oh, for God's you know, sake. Anybody, anybody gets them now. Belinda, you know the saying, if it's not for sale, don't put it in a shop window. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I'm always grateful for mum, Belinda, but I think I earn it. Yes, loves the pod and the free kisses. Thank you, Belinda. So Sean will collect his later. Yeah, we think, yeah. Oh, well, we did get a spare here. Yeah. Nah, let's give it to Sean. Uh, next up, Dave Trevitt says, effing uh, surveys don't mean shit. They don't care about them. Why should we talk about the team, the manager, the finances, but don't bore us with surveys? One question, Mrs. Khan and Len. Uh, where do you see Lingard playing next season? Oh, it's a lot of this, isn't he there? He thinks West Ham, Brady and Whetstone out. 
Radiant Whetstone out. Yeah. I'm not so sure about getting Whetstone out. Well, no, let, yeah, let him get it out in the me, hot tub and stay right. there. Let's let me say let me say it while he's not here. I do think. I mean, there's a lot of um, people like their West Ham podcast, and West Ham fans are very loyal. They're, they're staunchly loyal to their favourites. But while he's not here, I think it's very. I think the best West Ham related broadcasters, Nigel, are you and Sean. Because you represent that gamut of of the division between the fan base at the moment, of the you know, of the one point of view and old point of view. And while he's not here listening, I just do think that you two are the best. I'll just say that now, because <laughs> you know he's not going to listen back. <laughs> yeah. I never say in front of you. You've said it in front of you. know I don't like. Uh, um, all right. Well, bless you for saying that. Thank you very much. I do think you are the best of period. It's, you know, just get the rest of us, the extras out of the way of this podcast. I think you two are the best. And I think our listeners on the, must be on the two hour mark now, will, will agree. No one, you know, for me, you are the period. I don't know. You've had the day, ain't you? Especially after Ian Dow yeah, and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's it, it was it was a, a strange thing, our friendship at first. I, I must admit, <laughs> you know, the the thing is, I, I suppose people dislike him because of what he says and what he does. But at the end of the day, he is a West Ham fan, and I, I don't dislike I've never really took against people for that reason just because they were pro move a lot of my friends were pro move yeah you know but at the end of the day if some of my best friends can support Tottenham and I ain't got a problem why am I gonna have a problem with that I Mm. do have a problem with some of the guff he says believe me as as well we all know he's an look he's an arse licker let's not make two you know let's not be about the bush. I mean, it's a skill. I didn't just. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but uh, I mean, if you look at where we started to what he's achieved now, you know, rightly whether you like it or not, it's it's quite a skill to uh, maneuver yourself into that position where yeah. where the club listens to what he says. You know, yeah. or, or, or seek it out, or or feel feel. I don't know, close enough to tell him what goes on. Knowing that he's going to tell the rest of the world, but yeah. dress it up in a way. I don't, and people have a go at our oh, mouth bald. The one thing I do think is, and it better to know what the club thinks than yeah. to not know. You may not like yeah. it. And no. he is just a messenger. Yeah. Even though he does let himself down sometimes when he goes off paste and yeah. takes the paste. And people should know it. it there's no fiscal. He does all this for free. He enjoys the. He, there is no fiscal persuasion. I mean, people say, hey, you know, he must get paid off. But he don't. No. Yeah. He don't. He, he don't need the money. He'd only lose it in another divorce anyway. Yeah. So it's uh yeah. Well, you know, I I I suppose that's part of the fun of it, and I'll get to come on here and take the piss out of him. Um, yeah, but let, as Len will bail out, believe me, I'll give him worse stick. <laughs> oh, privately, you, you, honestly, <laughs> he, 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 
Consistency is the key. <laughs> and we moderate it for the podcast. We go in, we go yeah. straight yes. in on the, you know, when, you know, when, in, when he puts some things up, we, we tell him like it is, you know, off air. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever stop. No. Uh, and the listeners wouldn't want that. Right. And this was good about the period. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, so I just checked Twitter while we were here. Yeah, you uh, might as well. Might as well. Let's have a look. Uh, 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 Paul says, Len's just let me know you're recording now. This is Lincoln Hammer. Yes. Uh, he said, but yeah. I can't think of a question other. Who fancies a beer when we're allowed to the boozers? Uh, first rounds on me, boys. Oh. Yeah, I do. Uh, bless you, Paul. But Lincoln's a bit big. I'd like you to narrow it down. Um, my dad uh, lives in Lincoln, um, but he's he's down in the swamplands uh, of Gidney Marsh, um, which is like swampland where he lives. But lovely with it, even though the Indian is a forty-five minute drive away. Uh, so when he went to get the Indian, it took him nearly two hours. Because <laughs> he had to drive there, wait, and then drive back. Um, so you have to let us know, Paul, whereabouts you are. I think he probably means when he when the grant. I hope he like he thinks. No, but I don't want to spend thirty quid in diesel for a ten pound or for a well in Lincoln. It's probably three fifty, isn't it? A pint yeah. of Magnus. Um. Is that what you're into? Well, Magnus? in the summer, I drink uh, Magnus, a lot, a bit of Thatcher's Gold. Um, but I prefer Magnus out of a bottle, I must admit. Yeah, Magnus. Um, in the winter, I, I, I sort of, or it's Magnus or Carlsberg. I'm a bit. You're very, you like, you know, you're, you're lighter body drinks. Yes. Don't you? I, I just, you know, I'm not in, uh, I don't drink spirits. Yeah, kind of breakfast drinks for me. What? Tea. Magnus and, <laughs> I say that. I like, I do like a, I mean, on my football days, I do like a, uh, a, a, a nice ale with my breakfast. Not too gassy, you see. Yeah. With my fry I'm a bit of a day drinker. I'm not much of an evening drinker. I have to buy my uncle's, um, while, while via lockdown, used to I pick up, it is funny what people see. I buy his, I go and buy his beer for him for the week. Cause it, it'd be too heavy for him to um, carry from the shops because yeah. he don't drive and he lives on his own. Um, mm. So he's into Obgoblin Ruby. Oh, right, yeah. Well, I did try one. Uh, yeah, the bit full-bodied. Yeah, not for me. I had an Abba Owl. Abbott's that was all right. breakfast drink. That was all right. But it is funny when you walk into Lidl's and buy 14 bottles of uh, Obgoblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and a baguette. <laughs> and they're yeah. looking at you like, is that all it? <laughs> Yeah, it's me for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit like that. Oh, dear. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Because I've... No, what, not really. Or should we just end it now? Uh, predictions. Oh. So we're playing... We've got Wolves. Who are we playing next? Wolves. Wolves. 
I don't like coming back from international breaks. No? No. Um, let's be positive. 1-0 West Ham. Um, okay. It's, How are you feeling about it? Do you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think because it's Monday, if it is yeah. Monday. Um, Pressure. I will just double check now. I'm pretty sure it is. Have you got? Uh, have you developed the '86 feeling of we're going to win every time we play? No, or is it not like that? No, it's not. It's not like that. No, not quite. We don't. We ain't got enough goals in us for that. No, I did. I did that prediction in it that I shared with you after Sean thought we were going to finish fourth. Um, I, 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 I did every result in the league, and I think I said we were going to finish seventh, didn't I, or six? I didn't see this. Um, was this today? No, it was last week. Did I not share it? Oh, God, I'm in so many different groups with Sean. I believe don't oh, know. No. I love Sean. So I uh, basically Sean did. Um, so it is Monday night, eight fifteen. Uh, against Wolves, I'll bring it up. Sean put a link up. Uh, let's find what group it's in. I've got to check through three groups. So Sean put a link up about um, if, where would you finish? Here we go. So I found it. So Sean did predicted every result in the Premier League. So this was right. uh, with 10 games to go, I think, or with nine games to go. So prior to last game we played, Sean predicted Man City to win the title, Man United second, Chelsea third, West Ham fourth with 71 points. Wow. Liverpool fifth with 71 points. Uh, Tottenham sixth. Hang on. Now, well, well, hang on. How have we got the same amount of Goal points difference. as Liverpool? Never. Well, that's what he's predicting. <laughs> this is what he's done, yeah? So and then he's gone. So he's gone Tottenham six, Leicester seven. Yeah. Bearing in yeah. mind where they are. Oh, I know. Come on, Sean. Arsenal eighth, Everton nine, Villa ten. So that's his top ten. Yeah, West Ham fourth. So where I think I live in the real world, uh, I've done Man City, Man United, Leicester, Chelsea, top four. Mm-hmm. Mm, gets a bit tight there. I've gone Tottenham fifth with sixty six, yeah. Liverpool with sixty five points. And yeah. us to finish seventh with sixty four points. That's exa- yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling. So let's hope we're um, wrong. It just feels like yeah. that. I don't know why would we why would we be disappointed with sixty four points? Um, no, because not eighty four, like eighty six. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> um, twenty points, man. Oh, yeah, but we've got four less games, haven't we? Not that you can get 20 points in yeah, four that games. Is true, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think, I, when you do it, because when you do it, you, when you do these prediction figures, you're looking at every game, every game, you think, oh, that, and it's hard to judge, isn't it? Because you can't take into account performances. No, it's just pure guesswork. And after I'd finished, I actually thought, hmm, that seemed a bit low for West Ham. Have I shortchanged us? I've got us winning 18, drawing 10, losing 10 games. Um, Decent. I've got our goal difference that's plus 16, though. 
That just doesn't sound Which like is, West Ham at all, you know, does it? In, in the Premier League era, only one positive goal difference season ever. Yeah. Um, so if we can finish this season with a positive goal difference. We're going to do that, aren't we? What are we on now? We're on plus eight or something? I, I, um, I can quickly tell you. I, I do remember once working out. It's a few years ago. I think I was right in front of Land and Sea. West Ham's Premier League goal difference. <laughs> and it was like minus 250 something. <laughs> and if oh, you looked at my every God. club. Oh, he's back. If, quickly, back. let me finish. He's if back. you looked at every club that had been in the Premier League for 15 years or more, we had the worst goal difference. You were still talking. Well, we were still waiting for you to come back. <laughs> Can't believe you know that. What we like. To be fair, only five minutes ago we finished question time. Oh, do you know yeah, what? Did. I've I've been listening to your podcast. There's been a, a so so. I've, uh, in the meantime, I've heard Ian uh, um, choke up in tears about the brick at the bowling, and and then you choke up, yeah, about your bit, uh, Nigel, which I won't spoil. Um, um, so it's, it's, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's actually a really good podcast. Don't sound so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> You've got an award winning broadcaster and Nigel. Oh, do you know well, what? I, I, so it, has, it has actually surprised <laughs> oh, me. Because... Lenny. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I'm sorry. I, it has surprised me because I, I just thought, oh, here we go, you know. But, but no, Ian's asked some good questions and you've really, you've really poured your heart out and heard stuff I've never heard ever before in the last 10 years so uh, it's it's a very good listen it's, very good listen yeah I, I am a private person did you did, uh, by the way has Sam heard it because you you say things like yeah I've never told Sam this before and she doesn't know this yeah and I'm thinking I'm thinking yeah, is Sam going to listen to this she's listened to it already yeah has she and what's she saying well the the thing is um go on they are... <laughs> You're in trouble, aren't you? Because no. you mention a name. You no. mention a first and second name and reveal a lot I'm, of personal I'm not, information. I'm not, I'm not You're in a doghouse. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. No, I, I think she's very proud of what I've done now. Oh. Um, I think it's... I don't know. Because e- even it's after I've the done... joke, even after the joke, you did it at your wedding, you know. I saw this. Yeah, she knows that. I saw this blontar, and she, she was, was there. the most she was there, she lovely, was. beautiful <laughs> woman. In, yeah, but telling it on on a podcast, the, the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in the whole world. And uh, next to her was my wife. You really told that at your wedding? Yeah, the, actually, nailed on. Back then, I, I you know I was a, a you know it's all about the jokes, all about the gags, you know. That's how I live my life, you know, sort of fun and happy-go-lucky, try to make people laugh or whatever. Do stupid things at stupid times. You know, my mates will probably tell you endless stupid things I thought may have been funny, turned out not to be. But if something was going to happen to someone, it generally happened to me. Um. So, yeah, you know, the best, uh, you know, my wedding speech, I stood up in front of everyone. Uh, you got, and it's funny, I suppose. I still laugh about it. I don't know. You know, it, it's just that everybody's reaction. Because when I'm telling all these wonderful things, um, 
about how I first met so I didn't even talk to her then. That was the first time I saw her about what happened. Mm. And everybody's sitting there and it lovely. And then, of course, I go in at the end, I said, of course, standing next to her was Sam. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what made it, I don't know, a bit more, what was the girl that was standing next to her was Sam's bridesmaid that day? <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> no. I was, it was a dunk, you know. I might have re-evaluated it. But sometimes, you know, the, 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 you know, sometimes. I've just realised, right, I'm only yeah. on one hour ten on the podcast. There's still another 57 minutes to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, does it get better in the second half? Are you going to listen to this back, Sean, I'm wondering, or are you not going to bother? Well, the bit this you bit, missed. Do you think you listen yeah. back to yeah, the... Yeah, you know, the, yeah, why? Oh, you will, will you? Why? All right. <laughs> why? What have you been saying? <laughs> what have you been saying? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been saying? What, what have you he boys been talking? Back. Yeah, I do, I do. He won't listen For quality back. purposes. My, my, my... Oh, bullshit. <laughs> now we know you're lying no, no, for quality no, no, purposes. No. Do you know what? I've got some grief. I don't know if you read this out from a question. Where Did you read out the thing about someone going, I can't believe... Sean was going on about professionalism and the mic. Uh, and when you were eating. I wasn't eating, oh, I didn't read that out. No, I don't know what that was last week. Cut the people complain, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, could, I thought Len was eating, but I, I wasn't eating. Yeah, it might have been me sucking on my, my mouth ulcer. Have you done all the questions, that, that, by the way? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do your prediction quickly? Oh, yeah. Um... Wolves away, and my old mate Max. Monday night. Did, did ask for a secret ticket, by the way, in the press box. Um, I'll tell you something else off air. Um, uh, <laughs> one nil. One nil. I've had one nil. <laughs> <laughs> did I give oh, a prediction? Uh, I can't remember what I said now. <laughs> two, no, you didn't. Two, two, one. Uh, I think draw one all. There you go. Yeah, I'm feeling more that way, all to right. be honest. Uh, Trying to be positive. That's it. I've been. We done? Yeah, we're done. Yeah. I've been Sean. Uh, Nigel has been. Guildford and back. <laughs> and Lenny has been. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Come on, you irons. I wasn't hoping you weren't coming back. Bobby Moore. More What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 